2: In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast.
4: Perfect, perfect, perfect. What's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, the Tony Dunn, the professor. Here talking a little Carolina Panthers, the latest news and opinions from the fan perspective. I don't know why I'm all funky and junky right now. I just opened this bang energy. Maybe that's why I'm off my game. Let's start this over. Welcome to the C3 Panthers podcast. My name is Tony Dunn. Uh, We come here every Tuesday night to chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions. Tonight's show, NFL Draft Approaches and Carolina has their options open, even for a quarterback. And my co-host, Cody Lashley, informed me. There's a better show title out there. He just didn't tell me uh, when we when I was trying to put together the show. Cody Lashney, welcome to the podcast. Get me on track A and tell me what I should have named this show. You should have
5: named the show
4: Fields in
5: Freefall. Because listen, man, let me tell you, the rumor mill has been continuing to churn and there is a lot of noise that Justin Fields might very well fall into our lap at number eight. We're going to talk about that tonight. Does Sam Darnold preclude us from drafting a quarterback? Could the Panthers trade down with the Patriots or the Washington football team? Dude, there's a ton of stuff to talk about. The draft is upon us. But Tony Dunn, you know we do this with the best Panther fans in all of YouTube, and they are here in force in the chat room tonight. I'm talking about Travis, Panther Blue, Lance Kubiak, Lee Trotter, Blake Bettis, AJ Lindsey, Lynn Leon Hart, the sports nut is in the building. Tony Dunn, and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll.
4: My camera's all just froze up. So you can carry it and CK can carry it. Welcome to the uh to the show, CK.
2: Oh, well, uh, thanks for having me, uh, for a long time now. And so, uh, yeah, uh, last show before the draft. So it's going to be an interesting uh, conversation. And, uh, this time next week, we're going to have a, uh, hopefully a better, uh, idea of what this team's going to look like. Yeah. Get so, yeah,
4: the draft show is Thursday. Go ahead and tell them what we're going to be doing. I got to refresh my Browns. All right. Uh, coding take over. <laughs> yeah.
5: So. Uh, this is one of those things where the Panthers are in a very weird position, CK, Um, because, again, as we've spoken about before, the Panthers are in position to go BPA no matter what we do. And the rumor mill, I don't know if you've been following, has been pretty on fire. There's all these reports that we love J.C. Horn, cornerback from South Carolina, who I also did a review of on this channel. Patrick Sertain is a name that's been mentioned. And then Ian Rappaport amongst a few others maintains the notion that if a quarterback should fall to the Carolina Panthers at number eight, and if we like the player that we would still draft a quarterback. And I'm here to tell you, I don't think this is too wrong. Um, Knowing that the Panthers uh, have a, an uh, owner who is desperate for a quarterback, uh, this makes a ton of sense to me. Uh, I, I think they would draft a quarterback if the right one fell to them. A lot of Panther fans would be mad, but I would be here for it.
4: There's a lot of talk, guys, about the quarterback position in this draft as uh, slated potentially four NFL qu- four quarterbacks could be drafted in top five picks. Uh, top four, some people believe there's going to be a lot of momentum or movement um, the Panthers have been in talks with that. So, look, guys, we're going to be watching all that live on Thursday night. We'll start the show 7.30 p.m. We're going to be bringing in guest fans. We'll have an opportunity to hang out and react to the draft. So don't forget to do that, as well as you can call into the draft show and this show by using the Cat Calls line. The number is 252-228-5098. We want to hear your opinions on the draft. Carolina Panthers in talks of trading, trading back, this and that and uh, how you would feel if the Carolina Panthers picked a quarterback at eight, even though Sam Darnold was a kind of a rich acquisition for some people. Uh, But there are other names in the talks, and you did a good job of outlining that. So we're going to get into that show. But before we do, don't forget to smash the thumbs up button and be a part of the chat room. The show tonight is powered by... um, if I can share my screen here, holy cow. Show tonight's powered by Avolta. Own your own energy, fixed rate for life, no money down. Contact Kevin Brown, 704 215 3373. Don't forget to mention uh, to Kevin that you heard about Avolta on the C3 Panthers podcast. Cut the cord from your energy company serving North Carolina and South Carolina. Want to go solar? Uh, good for the earth, fixed rate for life, contact Kevin Brown. Let's go ahead and jump into the show. Cody, you said this is that uh, talks are heating up when it comes to the Carolina Panthers surrounding uh, potentially trading. Trading back has been a lot of the story for months. We talked about trading forward on this podcast and what the Panthers needed to do to get that quarterback. But on top of that, the Panthers have kind of put themselves in a good position by getting Sam Darnold, but now there's talks of quarterback slipping. But again, the Carolina Panthers are shown to be continued to be linked to talks about like this. Report Patriots and Washington football team. Well, this one says Patriots and Panthers have done the groundwork on a trade for number eight. Washington football team has been linked to the Carolina Panthers in some other aspects, as well as I've heard a lot of people saying the Chargers would make sense to get to this spot and don't forget that teddy bridgewater is still available to be incorporated in these trade packages and in fact i say he's required tell us about what's going on with the carolina panthers at eight and the options of going back in the draft yep, muted. you're on mute you're on mute Oh, man, we were flowing, too. Uh, No, we still
5: are, baby. You can't stop this flow. Uh, So Albert Breer is reporting that the Patriots and the Carolina Panthers have done some groundwork on a deal involving Carolina's number eight pick. Um, All the reports have basically been saying that the Patriots really have their eyes on Justin Fields. And as I alluded to a little bit earlier, And as I'm going to continue to make the case down the road, there is a very real scenario in which Justin Fields, who is my number two ranked player on my big board, could be falling in this year's draft. And the Panthers have done this really, you know, I guess it's a good thing for the Panthers. It's just nerve wracking for the fans is that we have so many options available to us. Um, Tony, I mentioned, on this podcast before that Sam Donald seemed to me to be a break uh, glass in case of emergency quarterback. And I kind of think that they decided to break that glass a little bit earlier because they didn't think that the team uh, or that any of these quarterbacks would be available to us. Mm. But knowing how many other teams are so thirsty for a quarterback, we're in a really good position for a a team to want to trade up with us and and move back a little bit. The question is, would that be worth it? Would it be worth it for the Panthers to move from eight to what would be the 15th pick in the draft? I mean, you're essentially talking about a fringe first round player at that point, especially since Federer had said that the Panthers have 16 players as of right now, with their first-round pick on their board. So, you know, I don't know if this would be a deal that would be too worth it for the Panthers, but it's um, certainly an option
4: for us moving forward. Well, if they're going to uh, trade back, you you got to think there's kind of two options of of the... Well, what type of team would they be trading with? Uh, obviously, New England is one of these, and an example is that they would be in that hunt for a quarterback. So a quarterback would need to be there at eight for that trade to be ideal for them, which then means we've got to start doing some thinking about if a quarterback is ideal for us at eight. So if they're willing to go up after these guys, you got to really start thinking that that player might be worth selecting yourself. Another team, you know, like the Washington football team, again, quarterback hungry, trying to move up in the draft. The que- I don't know what other teams out there, though, could be trying to navigate uh, the ladder, climb the ladder, and not be looking for a quarterback. And, and I think it would just be someone maybe trying to get the top, one of the top offensive tackles or offensive linemen in this draft. And again, the Carolina Panthers need that type of player on their roster. So it doesn't really seem to me in our best interest at the moment to be considering trading back unless there was some sort of King's ransom that came along with it. And I don't know if tempting me with players um who have, who are elders at this moment, like a Stefan Gilmore um, yeah. or, and you got to wonder, I'm trying to look up his
2: salary. Right? <clears throat> I, I don't he's,
4: see he's, how that
2: he's paid. He's, he's, Handsomely
5: paid. Yeah, he is. Um, he will be eight point. He will be eight million dollars, uh, per year this year and next year.
4: Um, uh, only through twenty twenty one. They got him, so it would just be a oh, one year deal, right?
5: Oh, so yeah, it would be sixteen million dollars if 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 we traded for him on a one year deal. Let me. Just I think like, they
4: got to take seven of it. They my, have. To, they have to take seven of it because remember, you're not allowed to. Uh, trade away the it's actually 8.5 that the they would have to eat that dead money would not count towards us yeah so, so it would be a seven he would be a seven eight million dollar player which is not insane but that would be a one-year rental for a squad that certainly needed uh, or could benefit some from some help in the secondary But even with the need for that help in the secondary, Cody, I just don't understand how that need outweighs the kind of need for future opportunities that come with a blue chip player. So you're sacrificing a blue chip player and you're missing out on that guy, uh, whether it's a tackle, whether it's a corner, right? Right and and you're pushing so i just don't see how moving back really helps us unless they're talking about offering multiple firsts
5: well i mean for a team that's rebuilding what sense does it make to take a one-year lease on an expensive 30 year old cornerback who let's be real isn't in the prime of his career anymore so, like, someone may well, that, he's they, two years
4: like, away, removed from being the NFL Defensive Player of the Year.
5: Yeah, but I mean, I think last, last year struggled with listened,
4: COVID, you yeah, know, he had COVID some listen different to injuries. Some of injuries.
5: Patriots fans, they said that he took a step back last year. That, sure, that's, what, sure, that's what most man, of yeah. them say. And in my opinion, like, the, the Panthers are rebuilding. We are a rebuilding football team. To me, this is counterintuitive. It puts a Band-Aid at the cornerback position. It only fixes it temporarily, and we still don't, um, you know, there's a chance that we're still not going to come away with our franchise left tackle if we move down to 15 because more than likely Slater and Panay Sewell will not be there by the time we pick. You better be in love
4: with Christian Derisaw. Um, CK, what are your thoughts about the Carolina Panthers? Uh, do you have a, any sense or feeling that that we're going to be not picking at 8 on draft night? Because the party's at uh, 7. We're going to start at 7.30. If we pick at 8, that means that the pick will probably come in around 9.30. Yeah. Maybe 9.15. I, eight, 9.20. And if it's I, later, we got to stay up forever. And the question is, Guys, if we pick at eight, do we really do we watch all thirty-two? Or do we take a nap at like twenty?
2: I mean, I think we I think we go until it's no longer interesting. You
6: know <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, uh we'll like whenever that happens. I mean, the the funny thing is is this would remain interesting if any of the players that uh that we uh thought were gonna be top ten players begin to slip and until they're off the board figuring out where they're gonna go. Uh, that's going to be the part that's going to be interesting to find out. Um, I think it's very possible that we trade back, um, especially being that the phone lines have been ringing for that. Um, if, if they have 16 players that they believe that are, you know, of, of the first round, uh, you know, of uh, somebody that they would value with whatever pick they have in the first round, then if you trade back to 15, you're guaranteed to get one of those players you like. Right. And that's, something that we were mentioning, you know, and so I, I could see that being the case. If Justin Fields is there, I could see this organization having a hard time letting him go beyond eight. Like if you start to see him slip, they're not going to pull the trigger on anything until the pick, the seventh pick is already in until we're on the clock. There is not going to be a, anything done.
4: Why is Fields slipping Cody? So I
5: was actually listening to Chris Sims. um, uh, uh, a little while ago. And he actually has, he did a draft where he had Justin Fields falling all the way down to 32, which is ridiculous to me. He I don't also think had the Panthers
4: trading back and picking Farley at yeah 19. And the guy just had back surgery.
5: Yeah. I just did a film room on this channel about Caleb uh, yesterday.
4: Um, had
5: two discectomy surgeries. Um, for a slip disc and a bulging disc. So he's had to have two of them. Um And it, apparently this is something that uh, is going to cause him to slide. I don't know if it's going to, uh, you know, with the injury concerns, I kind of think Caleb Farley falls out of the first round completely, if I'm being honest with you, just because, and I said this on uh, the show yesterday. And he should,
4: I think. Well, There's the too many teams, questions.
5: Yeah, and also, you know, we're still moving out of that COVID area um, where teams are not allowed to have their own doctors run tests and checks on these players to be sure before they make a million-dollar investment in, in drafting these players. So I would think that he probably falls. But to Justin Fields, Um, I think there's a little bit of concern about some of his throwing mechanics, which I kind of feel is a little bit overblown. But Chris Sims uh, kind of broke it down in one of his videos, and he was talking about how his elbow, uh, you know, when it goes back to throw, his elbow points up really high. And that, you know, even little shit like that might cause a talent evaluator to say, well, this is why his mechanics kind of get a little bit weird from time to time. Um, I personally think it's all very overblown. I kind of think that there's something that we're not being told about in the media. about well, There Justin is one Fields other
4: story, there is one other story floating around. What's that? That he had that he has epilepsy and that there's this, and it runs in his family. Um, yeah. That's that not a rumor, been...
5: that's the truth,
4: right? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. and so. And then their his past family members have, I think it's gotten better as they've gotten older. Right. So that is, the, that is one of the question marks I think surrounding fields is there, there's this kind yeah. of concern, you know, and, and that's, I, I find this one so funny. I wouldn't say funny. You shouldn't be like laughing at someone's health condition. I'm not laughing at him. What I find funny is, is like, we're like, Oh, Dude's got seven blown out knees and two back surgeries and this and that. It's fine, but man, a heart palpitation—I can't touch that. Um, you know, this is that this kid like has he been sidelined because of the epilepsy in the past? Would be interesting. I don't know. No, um,
7: never,
5: no, never. I mean, this is the first time I've ever heard of it. And I've been following Justin Fields since he was a top-rated quarterback yeah. uh, in Georgia uh, before he even committed to. Uh, to Georgia and then transferred to Ohio State. Um, that's why I'm so surprised that this is like just now coming out. Like I, I don't know why this wasn't um, put out sooner. Because
4: with college, I don't know. I, I, I think with college, the you know they're a little more cautious to talk. Well, about they still have they have HIPAA stuff, stuff but, yeah. yeah, and stuff like that. So I think once they go into the pros. Um, or start that, like the kind of sense by the media is we can start to pay attention to everything, um, you know, and dig deep, I mean, deeper. And, you know, even though he went to Ohio State, is that he's still just a college quarterback at that point? You know, how many people are really writing about his medical history of his aunt and uncle, unless he's going to be a top five draft pick? Um, I, I think I, I'm Justin Fields, the eye test just tells me. He's got some special things. Yeah.
5: He definitely does. But I want to know is this. How many Panther fans are going to be livid if we do draft a quarterback? Like it seems like just a few
4: weeks ago. Who would be livid though?
5: Like, why would you I don't be think livid?
2: anybody would be livid? I, I, I think it would be tough. I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody who's gonna be livid. Um, I think you're gonna find people for sure. You're gonna find somebody who's gonna try to say something, you know, offhanded about it, but I mean, the reality is we still have a question mark in Sam Darnold, right? It's somebody that I think we all are hopeful can do something, especially if he's going to be starting uh, for the Carolina Panthers in 2021. Um, but if he's not, I mean, I don't think we're going to be upset if we draft a quarterback that ends up winning the job over top of him. Um, the hard part, and I think where people might get upset, is if Sam Darnold was traded for the future, you know, equity that we're getting for that we got him for with the second round pick being the most important one next year. Um, and he's not even on the team next year if we decide not to exercise this fifth year option. At that point in time, I think that's when people would probably be more upset. But if they draft somebody in the quarter and, and, and it's not going to be nearly as problematic as it would have been had they drafted somebody when, uh, you know, as a quarterback when Cam Newton was coming off of his MVP season. Yeah. You know what I mean?
5: Lynn says she'd be unhappy um I know a lot of people are really but you know, in, i mean you i
4: mean there's a i think there is a maybe a, is a
5: strong word but i think that the that contingent of panther fans
4: that would be like,
5: oh, we really messed yeah. up our first round pick, adding another quarterback to our roster,
6: yeah.
4: Did you see? uh And this is not about uh, fields, but this is some more. It's like a character slant, assassination slant. Like there, or I think teams are putting this mess out there on purpose. Uh, uh, by the way, to that's get
2: things to f- slip. Apparently, something that happens more often than we realize that people I, all this all this backhanded political stuff will f- be sure. slipped out. As a way to try to get that player to slip down the, the draft, that's board.
4: why people are doing this with fields. That's it's, why they're doing it. So, right?
5: what, what is this article we're trying to this say? This is about all right,
4: so, yeah. So, this is ex giant scout offers critical take of Northwestern's Rashawn Slater. And this is uh, so this guy, his name is something Ver- Verde he is uh, a former scout. He said he's listed at 6'3 and 315 pounds. He doesn't look very tall. He doesn't play long arms or even look long on tape when he extends his arms. So to me, to play tackle without length is to play on words is a real stretch. He says he goes on to say that that to me limits where he can play. He then went on to say that I saw him play well in the run game at the second level, reaching out and walling people off but never saw him win the line of scrimmage in the physical part of the game.
5: Oh, my God, dude. Listen,
4: he played small and crossed his feet a lot, which is a no-no for offensive linemen, so that bothers me. And he goes on, he says, can he play guard? Well, you don't see him winning the line of scrimmage and anchor, so how is he going to play against the 340-pound bull rushing defensive tackle? I don't know if that's really going to be a place for him but he's such a good athlete, and he's he, he's so quick, and he moves so well. I've never seen him play center, but based on the five games I watched on tape, to me, that would be his best chance to move to center.
6: Dude.
4: Character I, assassination, it, dude. It,
5: it honestly pisses me off that fuckers like that have a job getting paid to do this shit. And, like, I don't, man. Like, dude, it's that, what the fuck are you even looking at? That you will not find one bit of film – where somebody just bull rushes Rashawn Slater into the quarterback, Chase Young couldn't do it. None of the other Big Ten
4: edge rushers could do it. And it's just ridiculous to me. Like, uh, you That's know, where it, I think the Fields thing is kind of interesting. It's like it seems so weird. You know, like it's like, so it's like we're gonna. Oh, his elbows too high.
5: But, but like, what film are you watching when you're saying that he doesn't man up anyone at the line of scrimmage? Like, you have to be more blind than Joey the Blind Panther Esquivel, bro. Like, you're just not, you're just trying to say something to either get him to drop or you're being inflammatory. I'm sorry, but that dude is a moron, bro. Dude. All right.
4: Um, don't forget uh, to go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the show. Shout uh, out to all into yeah, hold on. You can, I'm gonna say, hold on to myself. One thing I don't like about the StreamYard, I will put this out there criticism to StreamYard. I can't add a video and just put it in the queue. When I add it, it automatically starts to play. They don't have enough customization options on the back end, yeah. And what we need to do is find a way to have OBS where people can log into the same OBS account and use that on the back. So two people can control Back, All right. Nobody cares about that. Listen to the podcast. The number is 252-228-5098. We want you to be a part of the show. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. Uh, Join the longest running Panthers podcast. We're going to be hosting our ninth. 14, 15, 8th, 8th, 8th live draft party uh, where on Thursday night you can watch live reactions uh, to the NFL draft from a Carolina Panthers fan perspective. We'll be doing some giveaways uh, when it comes to uh, what kind of position, you know, so we'll have some things like if you're on the show at this moment, tell us what position you think is going next or will cornerback or offensive lineman go next or something to that effect you're interacting in the show you can come on and give your reactions at certain parts of the show we'll be giving away t-shirts cam wows whatever i got up in the closet and i got some cool stuff that i've been collecting over the years uh for nights like this so that's about the plug for that so let's go ahead and get into these cat calls and see what you guys got to say about the NFL draft.
8: didn't do that to somebody.
2: And how did that make you feel?
9: Uh, very uncomfortable.
2: So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel?
10: It feels a good like... And a three and a four and a- Who's that cat sitting yeah. in the back corner with his face in his nose?
1: Who's that kid that can use one- Yo guys, it's Nick from Up Here in Mass. So, I'm just going to keep it short. Uh, Thursday's draft night, and quite honestly, I think in the first round, and probably if I had to put a number on it, probably the fourth round. Maybe, again, in the seventh, we should go for the O-line. Okay? All last year, we did defense in the draft, which it panned out awesome. And as much as I know we need a cornerback same time with the amount of resources we spent on defense last year we would be doing a real disservice to the offense if we didn't beef up that o-line for as long as i can remember we've all we've always said the same thing that the o-line looked terrible now this past year it looked better than it has at least by the eyeball test as uh, mr professor would like to say but uh No, in reality, I think we should spend at least two graphics on O-line. I wouldn't be disappointed if we spent, you know, even more on the O-line. So that way we had young bodies that, you know, we can figure out what we had with them. If this team actually would do that. Okay, because you guys heard my gripe all last season as to how we didn't play the players that we should have played just to see what we had. But keep it short. Love the show, guys. Keep on the...
4: I tell you one thing is in honor of last week's show, the 420 special, I say we give a triple scoop of offensive linemen in this draft. I wouldn't be upset <laughs> if that if we went uh Slater in the fir- in the first, found another offensive lineman in the second, and somewhere in the third or the or in the fourth, picked a center or something. So yeah. give me a triple scoop. Serving uh, that ice offensive uh, offensive lineman flavored ice cream,
5: some interior offensive linemen. I would love, man. Some Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, Landon Dickerson, the center from Alabama, who's a beast. Um, Trey Smith, who's one of my favorite interior players in this year's draft, Wyatt Davis from Ohio State. There's a ton of really good guys on the interior, too. And I'll I'll say this until I blue in the face. Until now, until the end of time, the unsung heroes of our 2015 season were Trey Turner, Ryan Khalil, and Andrew Norwell. And just being beast in the middle and giving Cam Newton a pocket to be able to step up into. Um, I think, you know, Sam Darnold is a very mobile quarterback. Um, You know, if we are to draft another quarterback, be it Justin Fields or Trey Lance, both of those guys are incredibly mobile, too, so it makes it a little bit easier to defend edge rushers than it is interior pressure. I'm all in favor of building a dominant offensive interior line and just letting Christian McCaffrey and our quarterback just feast.
4: All right, 252-228-5098. Two,
11: two, 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 G3 Panthers podcast. What's Ooh. up, y'all? It's your boy, Frito Bandito, once again. I know i missed a couple of weeks, but I done just got out of my couch and found about $2.16 worth of chump change. Hell, I think I might go to McDonald's and buy myself a large damn fry because this is victory, baby. Hey. But anyhow, I just want to say what's up you guys. And uh, as I sit here and straighten my eyes watching this damn show of a thing they call Coco Bella with my daughter, I was just sitting here pondering to myself, with the number eight draft, or, or the pick in, in the draft, do you really see Carolina drafting back and trading that pick to the Patriots? And if so, what the hell are we going to do? Please, somebody, please give me some answers, because I cannot wait till Thursday, because if I do, I just might rob a bank or two. Oh, oh bang
5: yo Frito Bandito with the fire
4: oh, <laughs> I have my theories about who I believe Frito Bandito is. I've got oh, no, some really, theories. it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Um trading back again. Uh I
5: believe his name actually is Frito Bandito.
4: Yeah. I yeah. think uh when it comes to trading back, don't do it for any chump change yep. in that couch cushion. That's the thing, is that if we trade back, I just don't want us to recoup the second that we gave up for Darnold. Like, and that's it. Because I keep saying this, if we were the 19th pick trying to trade to eight, and we made an offer, everybody, and we came on this show and said, we need to trade up. We need to trade up with this, this. You know what everybody would say? It would take so much to move up 10 picks. So much. (laughs) So you better give me so much. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't forget, uh, the cat calls are powered by Volta. You can cut your cord with the energy company. Fixed rate for life. No money down. Contact Kevin Brown. You can find his uh, contact information uh, on the screen right now. And I'll read off the phone number in a little while. But our phone number is 252 228 5098 let's keep going with these calls hey this is kevin from charleston uh that's not frito baby you think we
12: should probably make a move for julio jones maybe you know give up Ooh. a late round pick him, <laughs> or yeah. maybe wait for him to get in free we're doing you know, talk like, about sign it. him because they're probably going to end up cutting them you know or you know that's one of the things i'm thinking about doing or like. They have us picking a quarterback in the first round. I really don't want to. Like, I'd rather get an offensive lineman if they're available. But um, all right, let's talk
4: about man. We appreciate your your call. Let's uh, new. Well, I guess names being associated with trades have been Julio Jones. Right? Is that I think he's costing them like something like twenty five million or twenty two million dollars against the cap. He is just – he's he's getting paid this year and, I believe, next year. I don't even think it's just one year.
2: Yeah, it's a really um, tough situation.
4: Yeah, and they are weighed down by his contract. They're weighed down by Matt Ryan's contract. And anytime you see these giant contracts, teams, we start asking, how do you shed these dudes from the books? You know, and what we found a lot is that releasing players in the past, I always thought, well, you can't cut them because of all the dead money. We well, also learned out it's just hard to trade them when you got all the dead money, too. Yeah. Uh, because the other team doesn't take on, um, or they can only take on, but so much of the salary. But a team looking for a weapon, um, Julio Jones is a, is a guy that could go to a team and do what. Stefan Diggs did for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is that, um, and you know who uh, I think a great team to put them on would be? Packers. San Francisco with a new quarterback. Or, yeah, the Packers too. Or, um, uh,
5: maybe even a team like, uh, the Colts. I yeah. think just because, you know, what, but, but, uh, what, Stephon Diggs did for Josh Allen. Maybe Julio could do for Carson Wentz. Uh, Listen, one of the things that I've been made aware of is that the Falcons are in cap hell. And when I mean hell, I mean like they might have an issue signing all their draft picks hell. It's like that kind of bad. So apparently all these other teams know this and understand this. So they're saying, well, they know for a fact that they cannot move on from Matt Ryan without having to pay him a ton of money, even for the next two years. So a lot of people are like, you know, they might just want to offload some of those crazy dollars that they have on the books. And get this, the Atlanta Falcons have six players on their roster that account for $173 million this year. That's just six players. Who is this? The Atlanta what? Falcons have oh. six players on their roster, and the six of them combined count for, uh, I think, like 173 some odd million. dollars. So that's
2: obviously Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Matt Ryan, and Julio, Julio, Jones. Julio
5: Jones, Grady Jarrett. Um, their left tackle, who Matt, I forget their name. Wait until
4: you hear Julio Jones's contract numbers. Yeah, oh, appara-
5: apparently it's one of the worst contracts that you can not spot. for Julio.
4: Yeah, not for Julio, Julio.
5: it's shit. But Julio
4: signed in twenty. 20- now he was thirty years old, by the way, in twenty nineteen. Uh, Julio Jones signed a three-year 66 million dollar contract extension with the Falcons on September 7th 2019 which takes them extended him until 2023 all right so that's what it did it that I mean so it's not just three years from 2019 it was th- on top of what he already had uh Jones received 64 million guaranteed at signing. Jones' uh, guarantee includes a $25 million signing bonus, $11 million roster bonus, and his base salary from 2019 through 2021. Um, he he, if they cut him today, they would save 17.5 million dollars against the cap. They would have 40 million in dead money,
5: dude. Next is- year.
4: next year they'll be able uh, is again is that when they trade they're just going to have to keep Julio they're going to have to keep him man and because nobody else is going to want to pay him 17 million dollars in 2022 maybe well actually no they wouldn't have to do that in 17 you're going to have to pay him 40 million dollars no matter what if you trade him or cut him they have to the Falcons that's insanity I got to say this is that when somebody said what do y'all think about the Julio trade the first thing I didn't think was Julio coming to the Panthers the first thing I thought was hell yeah Julio get out of the NFC South
5: <laughs> yeah and they're not going to trade him to the, to the to the Panthers in division that would be that would be their way of hiking the price up so by the way you know that teams are going to have a benefit if they do indeed trade for Julio Jones they're going to have the benefit of saying listen this guy Is what, 30, 31 years old? Mm -hmm. He'll be 32
4: Um, this year.
5: 32. And all that money that is, you know, guaranteed to him that we're going to have to take on, like they might just be begging to offload him. So, uh, you know, I don't see it being the Carolina Panthers because then they could drive that price back up and say, listen, why would we want to do that and give one of our best players to a division rival? and make them a
4: part of your offense. Tim Tizzy says the whole division has cap problems, and I want to say that I feel like we're finally starting to get out of them, Uh, is that right now it's just the Teddy Bridgewater contract that is weighing us down. Next year, the Panthers are supposed to be scheduled to have a bunch of money. At least that's what the people keep saying. So as as Atlanta's drowning, I think uh, New Orleans is going to have – they never have to pay for their sins. They do the voodoo magic on the salary cap, right? Tom Brady is giving them an unfair advantage in Tampa by just like playing for free at this point. And uh, But the Carolina Panthers, I feel like, are paying off our debts at this point and starting. We'll have to watch what happens with the Moten contract, right? What happens with Brian Burns. We got some players on the horizon that we're going to have to either pay, pony up, or see them later, right? So the Panthers uh do are gonna have some cap money going forward, hopefully. And hopefully we don't sign a 30 year old player to a giant yeah. deal like this. Now, to be fair, Julio could be awesome for the next four years still. You know, I mean that dude is a beast. Bro, he is I mean, yeah. and, and I know he's always dealing with injury, but he was always dealing with injury when he's 25, too.
5: My my thing is this man, I really want to get younger. Like, I'm I'm tired of retreads. I want to draft the Panthers stars of the future.
4: And right, Especially right. The, That's why yeah. I, I don't think Gilmore makes a lot of sense for the Yeah, anthem. Gilmore,
5: I mean, none of these big-name players I have any desire for. I mean, and that's not to say they're not incredible players. They definitely yeah. are. Uh, I just think that we need to get younger. We need to get, um, uh, you know, healthier with guys that can last a full season. And, I, you know, it'd be different if we were a few pieces away and we were trying to make a playoff push. Yeah, trade back for Gilmore. Or, yeah, go get Julio Jones. But that's not the case that we're in. Um, I'd much rather just build up a badass, young, talented roster and continue to go forward like that.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, I think you're going to have to start thinking about allocating that money to the new stars of the era. And that being like guys like Brian Burns, mm-hmm. Jeremy Chin, you know, went forward. I mean, at some point, like the, the new become the guys that got to get paid, right? If that we keep uh, Derek Brown, if these guys keep playing like we think that they could be, we're going to have to pay some of them at some point. So there's no need to get stuck in these contracts for guys that when we need to be kind of having those funds allocated for that. And I, I think that, again, this is why, I've been so anti Teddy Bridgewater, is not because of the decision to part with Cam. I mean, I know I was salty about that. We're not supposed to say his name on the podcast no more, according to everybody in fan base. But um, it wasn't Teddy Bridgewater, the player, that was just so upsetting. I mean, I again, we just he's kind of meh, meh, meh. The problem was is that you can't. It was we only rented him for a year, but we paid for three, you know, it's like we went and bought a car at one of those lots that charges you a super high interest. There's no sense when, why Why do we do that? We just didn't have to do that. And you just don't want, and and if there is a sin of the Marty Herney era, other than, um, you know, there's, I guess a lot of sins according to a lot of people, but in that first stint yeah. prior to his first firing was all surrounding uh, large contracts divvied up the positions and players that just didn't pay, pay back. And while the running attack was so great with Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams, it was just allocating so much money to that position base. Um, and, and, you know, at that point, something like 40 percent of the Panthers cap was paid to running backs in 2011 it was insane because the cap was only 112 million dollars and both of these guys were getting like 20 million bucks guaranteed (laughs) like they were like 18 million dollar players each um and so it's the length of that contract and you want to be cautious going forward because you want to have funds cody too for when your time is there to go and get the julio when it's right or to go and get the Jadavian client, or, you know, whoever that you're going to be that one year rental to try to get you through. Or if you're going to go and get digs, like the bills, you got to have the cash when the market drops kind of thing. Yeah. And you just don't want to overspend at a point where it's not going to, what it, in some ways, maybe the Falcons overspent because what they are is that it was clear. Their team wasn't built. To win at the moment so you know when you're not winning you don't want to be paying all these dudes a giant penny
2: now to be fair giant- i think a lot of these contracts were not far after their 2016 season as well like i mean so at that point so in time your thoughts on catcalling yes yeah, they were they still the- winning you know they were yeah, still You're
4: right no that is a good point is that you got to pay the guys who who got you there <laughs> Um and when you did look at the Falcons roster, I mean, I'm sure that they thought they had a much better chance of winning than turns
2: oh, yeah. out. I mean, like it, on, on paper, like it looks like it's a great like it, you have all the all the p pe- or at least you did. You know, for many years you had Devonte Freeman who was a stud there for a while, and then you had uh you know last year with Gurley. I mean, you have the weapons, you have the 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 firepower to make it happen they just were missing the skill positions like they really were they were missing the skill positions the the, the 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 tackles the you know the the defensive uh the defensive backs in my opinion they've been really struggling not having those so i mean they they just haven't been a full team and that's what it, where it goes to show you that you can have a great wide receiver you can have a great running back you can have all these things but it doesn't matter if you don't have an offensive line it doesn't matter if you don't have a defense that's able to stop anybody you know it doesn't matter
4: All right, let's go to the next call. So, I get a
9: call from my wife at work yesterday. And she says, you got a package. I said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, I do. I said, it's going to be one of those kind of nights. And she said, no, you idiot. I think you got a t-shirt that came in the mail. And I was like, oh, crap. Okay. Okay. So... I get home, and I look at the return address, and I, I'm just like, "What is this?" And the uh, the return address says, "You Italian <laughs> mother." I'm just like, "My
6: man, my
9: red Tony done <laughs> I just want to say, "Thank you, thank you, you guys are awesome." I'm ready for the draft. I even went down to Lids today. Picked up a new Panthers hat, and hey. I, hey, I'm ready for this draft. I'm ready for this draft. I was watching Good Morning Football at work today, and Trey Lance was on. Man, I just get more impressed with this kid the more I see him. Yeah. Hey, I'm probably going to get some hate for this, but if Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes had a baby, I, I see glimpses. Of Trey Lance. And I, I don't know. It, it's still a little too early to tell, but I think this boy's got massive, Just, massive potential. Stop falling I, in I would love be with okay people. Even if that would make my draft board wrong if we picked up Trey Lance.
6: <laughs> oh, and hey,
9: man. let's look at Sam Darnold. He's got money that is backup quarterback money. So, regardless of what happens, we have a really good backup if we pick up Trey Lance or Justin Fields if they're available. And we get that competition we need. We settle Tepper's nerves. And we can get on with this season. We can finally start building this team the way we want and get over this drama of quarterback frenzy. Let me know what you think. Draft time. Let's go. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Let's hey, dude. this thing.
5: Man, man. You my heard man. the man.
4: I love Blake Bettis, dude. I love all the people in the chat room. I've become friends with you guys. And I haven't even met many of you in person. Uh, um, we'll, and
2: we'll change that here. Hopefully this year.
4: You know, what is uh Susan Dean's? We got a Susan Dean's a neighbor on, on the PSL's right. selling them for 500 bucks, man. But, That's like, but and she's like in the
2: club level. There's a problem with that. What's I that? love, I love the seat. Like, I I love the seats. So it's two end seats. So they're not in the same row. Number uh, one, So it's number nine and number 10 or number 10 and 11, but it's your seat one. So you're like, I can just give you a massage if you wanted to sit in front of me, like that type of seat. Um, No, that's not as big of an issue. The issue is they're $2,000 a seat for the season tickets every year. They're good seats, bro yeah that's for and you get to
4: hang out with the rich people in the air conditioning and the air conditioning
2: that part is the most appealing part and dude i'm on the verge of selling this doge and just doing it like i really am like i I would love to but the issue on top of that is it's five hundred dollars and then there's the transfer fee that the carolina panthers charge to transfer a psl into your name all that stuff kind of goes into play as well um but i yeah i'm i i would love to be able to buy those i just I think from a logistics standpoint, it's so tough because I'd like to be able to take my son to the games if I want yeah, to do it, yeah. but I'm not going to want him to if sit they in the were row. side
4: by side. It'd be easier to sell too. I'm, when you I'm guessing that's it. why
2: it's 500 a piece instead of him asking for something else. Cause you're going to have to sell them as separates. You know, you're going to have to sell them as one as this. And then another as this, you know, because they're not side by side. <sighs>
4: Uh, don't forget, guys, t- uh, Thursday night, we're going to be having the eighth uh, live, C3 Live Draft Party. We'll be giving away some things. I've already started these giveaways in secret. Uh, I've been picking random people that uh, call into the show regularly, um, um, as well as just uh, follow on Facebook, YouTube. And uh, you'll get a message from me sometimes, and you'll say, they'll say something to this effect, like, what's your address and your t-shirt size? Uh, and then sometimes when I'm feeling good, I go into the, the treasure chest and I pull out a t-shirt. If I got your size and some of y'all, the sizes are hard. I tell you this is I probably got is the bigger you are, the better chance you are getting a shirt from me, the smaller you are, man, I was like, cut it off at the bottom or something for you. The <laughs> let's just say I don't got many smalls in the closet, right? Um, but, you know, I got some other cool stuff and we'll be giving away uh, a lot of fun stuff. You know, I just like to have fun on draft night. Um, it, it's one of the big shows. We do a fantasy football league when the year is normal. We didn't do it this year because COVID made it too complicated to think if what if a game was canceled in the way our yeah. the fantasy football league is structured. But uh, so be sure to, to tune in on Thursday night. We're live on Facebook Periscope. Um, and YouTube, and uh, you'll need to be active in the show to win stuff, right? So it's not going to be um, just like you get to mail in all the time. But there is a mail in right now. There is a mail in you where you can email me at Carolina Cat Chronicles at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Your top 10 picks for the NFL draft on Thursday night. Uh, I'll need them before oh, the draft discord starts too,
5: right they can yeah in yes. our discord there's, they can go there's in our two discord. ways yeah there's there two is ways a, to enter a draft night giveaway if you go under our text channels in our discord um you can put your picks for uh the top ten we're doing the top ten picks of the draft right yeah and whoever comes the closest they're gonna win so you can email tony or you can put it uh put your picks in uh, the draft night giveaway text channel on our Discord.
4: We'll be giving, I'm going to give you guys some more info about that Discord channel because we're going to start doing something and actually we're going to start doing it tonight. And I don't know, I've like, I've always wanted to try to make the show more segmenty to keep it on track, but I don't like the making it like these forced, like cliche, like cliche segments of three up three down you know i mean i've like we so there's goods and there's kind of pros and cons to it yeah right uh, of a lot of those different things and i don't you know i like the cat calls uh we used to have some other things that we would do in in, in the past uh, but one i do think uh that i'm gonna do is let's see what's going down in the discord and in the middle of the show, we'll flip over and see some of the things that people are talking about in the Discord and put it up on the screen. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like uh, popping over to Reddit and see what people are talking about. But all Dive Discord into the Discord. Discord. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Dive into the Discord. We'll be doing that later uh, in the show. And when we do that, you can see where you can enter, uh, how you can interact with Carolina Panther fans live all the time. Share links, images, GIFs, uh, crack jokes about the Falcons. And all their dumb fans and whatever you want to do uh, is because you're just talking with Carolina Panthers fans um, live all the time. It's kind of like what Twitter um, is for me in some ways, because all the people I follow, because I only use the Cat Chronicles account for Twitter. But it's even cooler because it's just a live rolling chat room all the time. Uh, so be sure to oh Blake Bettis Discord deep dive. Dive off the dive into the deep end of Discord with the C3 Panthers podcast. All right, let's go to the next call.
1: Yo, guys, it's Nick. I'm up here in Mass So, real quick, um, saw, the detail, saw some of the quote-unquote potential details for the pass trade if Carolina actually does it. And I don't know necessarily how I feel about it. I'm not necessarily against it, but I'm also not for it. I am um, for it in the aspect that there's a potential we could get a halfway decent cornerback. I'm not sure what his ratings are in comparison to the rest of the cornerbacks in the NFL. Uh, but he is coming from the Patriots, and it seems like people who leave the Patriots do not necessarily have the best luck elsewhere. Now, I know Tom Brady, Gronk, Antonio Brown just won the Super Bowl, but still. I mean, usually they don't have great success and on top of it. You're talking about guys that moved with Tom Brady, one of the best, if not the best quarterback in NFL history. You know, it kind of makes it easy to go somewhere else and be successful, especially if he's the one from the Rockfield. The nice thing is if we do trade with the Pats, we get the cornerback and we still get a first round pick, you know, where we could, still beef up the eagle line, like my, my last call said, and it would fill a hole on our roster. So it seems like I've almost talked myself into it, but at the same time, I'd be happy staying with where we are at, unless if there's some crazy deal that the Pats work up, because this is also his last year. Next year, he is free agent. So love the show, guys. Keep up.
5: Tony, I was you know, uh, I was wondering. Uh, you think it'd be cool to do just a real fast impromptu, um, not a full one, but just do a first round mock uh, draft, or at least up until the Panthers pick, like at least up to pick eight, because I think it would be good for illustrating why the Panthers are in such a good position. And like, we'll just do the 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 first eight picks. I think it would go by really fast uh, right, well, can,
4: can you pull it up for us yeah. and, and do the sharing and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as as you do that uh, I want to say when he's talking about some things for some things against the the trade uh, one of the things that's what is it where a senator doesn't vote like he shows up Abstain? and he votes absent yeah votes or absent it, you know, or something? yeah and I remember they used to knock Obama like, and it means like a uh, like they likes and they don't want to vote the bill down, but they don't like everything about it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, all right. So Josh wants to see this mock draft and I want to talk about, actually, I got a cool thing I want to talk about while we're doing that. So go ahead. Tell us take over. Yeah.
5: Well, no, I wanted to bring this up because it kind of ties into the point that I was making earlier about Justin Fields, that not only could he fall to us, But we have so many different options available to us that benefit us. So I'm going to do this mock draft, uh, just the first few picks, based on what could reasonably and is likely to happen in front of us. So let's just go through this. We know Trevor Lawrence is going number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This has been set in stone forever. We're going to go ahead and go with the common knowledge here and say Zach Wilson is probably the number two quarterback going to the Jets. Now, this is where it gets interesting, right? Because all over the internet, if you've been following Twitter, the rumors are that there are two quarterbacks in contention right here. And it's only down to two of them. It's Matt Jones or Trey Lance. And really, if you're the Panthers, either one of those is not good for us. Because, I mean, if it's Matt Jones, it means Lance and Field starts to fall. But even if it's Trey Lance, it still puts us in the scenario where now all the next few teams are not necessarily going to be so hungry for that quarterback. But let's continue, right? So number three, let's just say that all the rumors are true and they draft Matt Jones with the third overall pick, right? Now we're here to Atlanta. What have we already been talking about with the Falcons? Julio Jones might not be on the team that much longer. Mm-hmm. So why not, you know, why not draft the best offensive player on the board? And even though he's a tight end, he's still the best receiver, in my opinion, on the board. So Kyle Pitts, that makes a ton of picks uh, of sense for them. Even though, and I am interested in your guys' opinion on this, um, I don't think Atlanta taking a quarterback looks all that likely anymore. Knowing Matt Ryan. And the situation that they're in with him, I used to fear uh, the the Falcons and what they would do with this pick. Now I don't. Now I really could care less. I mean, the only thing that they might do is trade out because that number four pick is going to be so expensive. But I'm not afraid of them taking any of the players. How is it
4: going to be? It's not going to be that expensive, though. They don't really get that big of cap hits for rookies. Well, my, what, are the my, top ten players or top five get a little bit more.
5: Yeah, but my I think point if is, it, you'd be wasting two years of his rookie contract
4: if they did draft
5: him. Or well,
4: I I don't entirely agree. Um, I I think it does make some sense for the Falcons to at least consider if they if they're going to have enough patience with this new uh, coach and offensive coordinator um, to kind of turn things around. I, I don't think it's a two-year window. I think it's a one-year sit and then trade Matt Ryan in his last year like you did with Stafford to a team like uh, a Rams that are trying to make a go after it, right, um, with a quarterback that's, that, that feels close. That could be one option that could justify it. So I don't think it's entirely just outside the realm of possibilities. But the problem does come when you start to think about how much money they're allocating to certain positions And how long it's going to take them to get out of that? And they're going to need to have really good players in the hole coming up uh, that are cheap at the same time. Um, Tight end has been something that they've been trying to fix uh, since Tony Gonzalez left. uh, Tony Gonzalez left. They had uh, Gonzalez was playing when they made it to the Super Bowl, I believe. Right, so he seemed to be part of what made that offense like super awesome in some when? way. When
5: in two thousand and when,
4: what year? wasn't it? In 2016? wasn't he playing still in sixteen? No? no, no. Who was there? Tight. So what? So Ridley wasn't there yet. They had. Yeah, Ridley uh, wasn't
5: there, but um, they had uh, uh.
4: No, so they Ridley. didn't have a tight end. All right, maybe I'm okay. So I'm like, is I don't think Gonzalez gave? was was still playing. That would have been 2016. I mean, that's a good low, but you're right. I mean, it might not. The point being is this, is that if they take a wide, I was wondering here too, what if they took Jamar Chase, right? No. And But no, that's a good point. I don't think, I think it's going to be a gluttony of riches, not even a gluttony of riches, but the fact is that they invested a lot in Calvin Ridley in the first round before, like at some point they got to allocate that, position group in a different or the you know player groups differently and you kind of get the twofer when it comes to kyle pitts here much like kyle pitts would benefit our offense right is that and they did get what austin hooper last year or something like that? no
5: the, the tight end you're thinking about was austin hooper
4: um went
6: when they to went the Browns? to the when,
4: no no
5: when they went to the super bowl now they have hayden hurst oh. um they actually traded for hayden hurst the first round tight end um who was drafted by the Ravens.
4: Um but
6: I that's wanted right. to
5: yeah I did want to okay
4: um, so like they could move back. Uh, yeah. that
5: that's probably you know, something
4: that they should be considering. And think
5: how much you might be willing to pay for that pick.
4: Like it might be at, like crazy. Well if the Patriots you know maybe that's what the Patriots should be looking at.
5: Yeah um and I think the Falcons would probably be open to that. Um, but okay, I would say just with the top four, this looks like a pretty reasonable board right here. Like, this looks very reasonable to how the draft might happen. And then to highlight Dylan uh, Sheehan's comment, hard not to watch Burles tape last year and not falling, and the Bengals not fall in love with Jamar Chase. And apparently, uh, that is the conversation amongst Bengals' Twitter right now. Is that they are in love with two players, and by they, I mean the Bengals and their front office. They're down with either Jamar Chase or Penay Sewell. Now, keep in mind, uh, AJ Green no longer on the team anymore, so uh, you know, John uh, Ross
4: was a bust,
5: John, but right, it also shows you the tendency that they like the flashier first round skill position players with their top picks so i mean this is a perfect scenario for us and i think it's reasonable to happen i think the Bengals go jamar chase at five Mm -hmm. now look how interesting this is there are two teams ahead of us we know the dolphins aren't going to take a quarterback i don't care what you hear they're going to stick it out with tua a little bit longer as they should so maybe they might trade back but more than likely, they're just going to take a probably a receiver right here. Maybe a corner, a defensive player, but all the mock drafts have been receivers. So I think it's in their best interest to team to attack Vailoa up with his former teammate and go Devonta Smith. And now we're at the most interesting pick in the draft, in my opinion, because the Lions are the one team that everyone is saying, look, if you're a team and you know the Panthers are still in the market for a quarterback, you have to jump Carolina in order to go and get that player. So look, let's say the Patriots fall in love with Justin Fields and they trade up and try and take uh, Justin Fields and Trey Lance and Pinay Sewell are still on the board for us. Or vice versa. Um, you know, if... Uh, okay, so that was for uh, Trey Lance if the Patriots moved up. But even if it's Justin Fields, you know that now with this very realistic scenario, the Panthers are in contention for either Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Pene or both of the, uh, uh, the two shutdown corners. Patrick Sertain, and J.C. Horn, Um, for the sake of this little impromptu little mock, we'll just assume that the Patriots move up, draft Trey Lance, because it's looking like Cam Newton's going to have to mentor a quarterback this year. All the rumors are they want a quarterback. And this is how the board would fall for us. Now, let's make this a little bit interactive. We're not doing a full first-round mock, but I want – everyone in the chat room to tell me who you would draft right here with the board as it is right now. Justin Fields is still available. Penae Sewell still available. Rashawn Slater still available. Patrick Sertain and JC Horn still available. So Tony Dunn, as I look at the chat room here, what do you do? If this is how the board falls.
4: All right. So I don't think it's gonna fall this way, but if it does, uh, I think that you really gotta thank Justin Fields. Like I'm okay. Like it's for me, there's only two players on this list right now that I want at uh eight, right? Right. at eight. Justin Fields Penny soul. There's only two I want. Anybody any if those two guys are on the board and we go a different direction, I'll be disappointed. Um, and more so if we went, if we passed on Justin Fields, Penny Sewell, and then like picked like Patrick Sertain, i still be more, you know, is that I can, I, if you come and tell me they, they like Slater more than Sewell, I'll be happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll just say, okay. Uh, I hope, you know, um, I just would be upset if they didn't take any of those three guys and they picked like Michael Parsons.
6: <laughs>
4: or, that uh, or or but still who would be the guy hey certain in fact here let's uh i'm gonna pop on over here let me just listen you just listen to this small soundbite first defensive player off the board will this be is who? daniel jeremiah uh certain to who
1: dallas I, I i uh just filed my last mock draft which you're you're on this right uh-huh. all night you hosting this bad boy i will be hosting it wednesday night on nfl network that is correct sir what do we uh, um, well, bell- have? I think it's eight bells. Eight bells. Is that what eight Eastern
8: time Wednesday night? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah,
1: I think that is right. Okay, I think it is right. I, I mean, we can't give away the we can't give away the mock, you know. So if you're Got asking it. me where Sertan's going to go, I have a rule about these things. Yes, okay, R H U L E. Ah, very good, everybody. So that means Dallas will have to go shopping. Uh, so for Daniel
4: Jeremiah is mocking uh, Patrick Sertan here as the first defensive player in the draft. Isn't that crazy? The first defensive player the draft is not until seven at most or at earliest or, uh, to a lot of people. And it's not. I thought that we had lived in an NFL that was ruled by quarterbacks and defensive ends and edge rushers. And there's not an edge rusher in sight. We're going to be talking about a little bit about that. Um, all right. So I think um, the
5: chat room has spoken, Tony.
4: So everybody wants Sue. So. I think yeah, I'm I'm surprised,
5: man. We have a few uh I see Swish 94. I'm on his team, man. I do not feel good about passing up on a player like Justin Fields, and especially to see him ball out somewhere else. But listen, man, I asked in
4: Panther. I Pan, agree with that. I agree and, with that. Well, yeah. nope. um, I want to ask you this what would be the worst possible thing that would happen if Justin Fields came uh to the Carolina Panthers. In this draft pick, what would be the worst thing that would happen? And it would be that Sam Darnold turned out to be good.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, turned uh, out to be really good. And then in that uh, scenario, you have two really good quarterbacks, um, or
4: you start playing a lot of uh, Justin Fields in the preseason. Then at the end of this year, uh, maybe you find yourself in a moment where you're ahead in a game, and you can week seventeen, you can trot him out there, and he looks great, and you. Then you're talking about at the end of the year trading people potentially. Like, yeah. I mean, the worst thing that would happen is, I mean, what's the I mean, I, I guess another thing that happened is that Darnold stunk like he has to this point. Like so many people believe he will. And then you get Justin Fields to go in there. And what I mean, you would say, I mean, that would be it. So here I do want to bring this up as you're talking about this. They said, so everybody's at Sue, right? Most
5: people in the chat room are saying Sewell. I see a few Justin Fields. I see a Patrick Surtain. For the most part, I'm seeing tackle. It's either Slater or Pene Sewell. Most of
4: the line, this is interesting. I like to, and I've been trying to find, I wish I knew, understood gambling more, like when it comes to the plus money and the minus money and stuff like that, like how that just translates into odds um, and the payout and stuff. But... um so here's some interesting that Mac Jones the line, and this is just on sportsbettingdime.com. I'm sure it's different on on different sites. Mac Jones the over under of where he'll be selected is at 3.5. So if he's selected, if you pick the over and he goes after San Francisco, you win. If you pick the under and San Francisco drafts him, you win. So. Um, Mac Jones, the betting favorite at this moment to be the third pick, right? They're trying to put it right there to make your make your decision. Jamar Chase is five and a half. So what is that? Dolphins? Is he a Dolphin or is he a <laughs> Jamar Chase? Bengal, and- right?
5: Yeah, he's a Bengal.
4: Yeah, but I know that's what we're thinking here. But if he goes, uh, what number did he go here? Uh, so you would it- win this bet if you took the under, right? He went at five.
5: Yeah, he went at five to the Bengals. Pitts is over. at five and a
4: half, too, as well. Pene Sewell, six and a half. So the question is, will P- Pene Sewell make it past um, the Lions? Will he make it past the Bengals? And will he make it past the Dolphins? Those three players, they're asking that. They do not believe. And I guess, well, and the Panthers. That's the idea right there. Is The Panthers are at, what, seven? No, we're at eight uh Rashawn Slater's nine and a half Patrick Sertain's ten and a half Jalen Waddles ten and a half do you think Penasu will be picked before or after the sixth pick I mean see the
5: the only real danger again we know the top four um aren't going to be a tackle we know that for sure Jacksonville New York San Fran and Atlanta so the danger the only danger is the Bengals if they want to protect Joe Burrow's blind side or get him the receiver that he threw 20 touchdowns to uh at LSU. So um, you know, I, I'm really thinking right now that the Bengals would probably take Jamar Chase. So oh, yeah, that's a good, awesome. that's a good bet for Sewell.
4: Here, Matt, uh, the lines, and it's got a bunch of different like sports books matched up beside each other. Here is the odds for the third pick right now. Mac Jones is the favorite. You bet a hundred dollars. And here, I saw somebody and homeboy uh, Dylan Sheehan. You can explain this to me. So, uh, and so I saw somebody else saying it is. Um, oh, it's J Dub. It's my boy J Dub. Mac Jones is minus two hundred, minus three forty, minus two fifty on these different betting sites. So, say you bet hundred dollars, and it's minus two hundred bucks. You don't make. Yeah, I guess you make less than your own money, right? Uh, Trey Lance is hundred and fifty at the third pick. So, if he goes at three, hold on, and somebody's gonna is gonna take us off, take us out. What is it? Who say take this hat off? It's a fraud? Who are they talking about?
5: Who cares? Don't worry about it. Okay.
4: Uh Justin Fields, Kyle Pitts. Uh, all people believe that could go at three. Here's fourth overall pick. Uh, people think it could be Pitts. It's Pitts Fields Lance and Jones are the the num and then Sewell, because I guess they think that Jones is already going to be gone. The fifth pick is Penne Sewell is the top favorite. Jamar Chase is at and then Kyle Pitts. <sighs> The sixth pick looks like again the betting favorite pits. All right, so so for the
5: for, I'm gonna hit uh Pinay Soul on this little draft thing right here that we've done. And man, Panther fans are desperate for that tackle, man, willing to pass up on Trey Lance and Justin Fields if that were the case.
2: Man, I'm I'm, I'm all for it, bro.
5: I'm surprised how many and listen, I'm one of those people but i am surprised how many people are like they're really bought into Sam Darnold like but I, people I have already about
2: that. I think it's less about that and it's more about we're tired of being having to complain about our offensive line like we've th- that's just been a huge like it's been almost a decade we've had one maybe two good years in 10 years of of an offensive line like i mean it's just
4: yeah, like I mean, I don't think you could be upset picking the top tackle in the draft. Yeah, right at this point, is that is that? I mean, unless you just so believe, we made it so we could pick that. I just don't see Fields being there, but maybe he is maybe there's maybe he's going to slip. But the Panther Panthers, we have been saying, build that wall, yep. and you at some point you have to buy the invest in the materials to build the wall. Yep. So, is that I don't got a problem with us passing on Fields and going soul. I don't got a problem with that. I got a pa- problem with us passing on Fields, Sewell, and Slater and going certain. I do. I just don't think that a corner... I think that's putting need above everything so much mm-hmm. by drafting a corner that high. Some people believe the corners fall off. Could you tell us a little bit about that, Cody? Is that there is... You believe... There are two corners that are former uh, pro football players. They are the sons of
5: former players, yes. Uh, Patrick Sertain, the second, um, and J.C. Horn, son of Joe Horn. Uh, Yeah, so if you've been following my content online um, on Twitter and just on this channel, J.C. Horn is my number one corner. I'm in love with that guy's film, long, strong, rangy good and press man coverage good and press bail coverage he's a really good zone corner and uh, he has those really fast uh fluid hips that can flip really well i think he has a much higher physical upside than patrick shertain it's not like i'm trying to trash shertain i just think that caleb farley and uh, jc horn at their highest represent better physical talents at the position than Patrick Sertane. Not that Sertan's bad. He's probably the safest corner pick in this draft. But um look, these are two really good corners. The the top corners in this class are, I would say, a little bit better than the top corners in last year's draft. And those are some pretty, you know, well-named corners. You know, Jeffrey Okuda, AJ Terrell, CJ Henderson, who went to the Jaguars.
4: Um, oh, no, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that at all. Everybody said Okuda was the best corner they saw since Patrick Peterson.
5: It was one year, though. Not He's not... uh Hadn't
4: completely written the story on him yet. No, no, I mean, I, but he's dealt with injuries. You know, I mean, I, I agree. He could be the greatest. I, what is the drop-off, though? One of the things when we did the ultimate YouTube collaboration with all the YouTuber creators to have the ultimate mock draft with hosted by Panther nation podcast. Um, What one of the discussions that people were making is this is when you trade out of the eight and you go back, what kind of drop in talent are you getting And our conversations on the show focused on the drop from like a guy like Penny Sewell and Slater to the next level back. But what about this? Is that in? Can you take us through that conversation when it comes to corners?
5: Well, you mean like why they might fall? Like what? No,
4: like the, like what is all right? So you got these three corners mm-hmm. that you kind of put as these top grades. You got certain as the safe. You got these other two that you think have this upside. They, t- they seem like the, f- the top layer of corners. But when those names are gone and the Panthers are back on the clock in the second and the third. What are some of the, what's the differences in talent level from there to there? Because if that's where the drop is, sometimes that's the argument, right? Is that if you can get a guy in the second, who's really not that much of a difference than say Slater, right? Or whoever, like there's some, there's a lot of people like these, uh, you know, there's different players out there people love and they think they have some upside. But the the thing is, is this, is that there's the blue chip and then there's the next level. Where's the bigger gap between? Well, no,
5: and I think you're right. Uh, if the if the corners in the first round start to go a little bit later, it is because of the depth this year really is deep. I mean, Tony, there's a lot of really long, really strong, fast corners in this year's draft. I mean, I think uh, both of the Georgia corners, uh, Tyson Campbell and Eric Stokes, are probably still going to be on the board. Both around six foot one, long arms, fast, a lot of interceptions. Um, Asante Samdo Jr., who reminds me a lot of Dante Jackson, uh, actually, now about the same height, same speed. Um, you know, then you're going to have guys like Kelvin Joseph and the um, Melifonbu that are also these really high upside um, corners. So, yeah, there are going to be some really good players at corner available in the latter rounds of the draft. And uh, yeah, this is a really good year for a corner. I no matter what happens, I think it behooves us to come away with the corner no matter what, whether it be our first pick or a second pick. Um, it needs to happen. I don't
4: care. Yeah, I'm not even like I'm, I want us to go Sewell in the first, Slater. Give me one of those dudes, and you can convince me about Fields if you, you know, if he's there, I could be tempted. Two five two
10: two two eight fifty ninety eight. Hey guys, this is Chuck from Elizabeth City. Chuck, I looked at what time it was and thought it'd be a good time to call you guys. I've been thinking about it all day. Kind of hard to concentrate with something going on here where I'm from. Um, oh
4: God, I forgot uh, about this. It's it's, uh not saying that. I looked at
10: the Panthers in this draft, and I got to say. So many directions we could go. Normally, we have a player we're going to pick, or normally we know of a couple of guys this draft could go anyway. We could trade down. Don't see us trading up. We could be taking a tight end, much to your Shakurantoni and Pitts. We could take Slater, but if Sewell's there, we need to grab him. Hell, we could even take receiver, maybe even quarterback. Uh, I feel like, in my own opinion, it needs to be Sewell. And I think he's going to be gone. And if it's not Sewell, depending on who's there, I think if we can trick down a few picks, no further than 15, accumulate a couple of other draft picks, get a player we want, and go from there. going we'll to try to call back in one more time for the show starts, guys. Just got a heavy heart right now. Take it easy.
4: Oh, my Lord. This is uh, Chuck from Elizabeth City. He tells us where he's from every time he calls. And a a great caller, part of the show, part of the C3 fam. Um, This is the national news, Elizabeth City, North Carolina, national news, Elizabeth City under state of emergency ahead of body cam release in Andrew Brown Jr. case. They said a curfew uh, shot in the back of the head. Apparently, Uh,
5: now uh, the newest update is that the Charlotte FBI is now opened the case and they're looking into it.
4: Yeah, uh, this is... uh, Here is one other thing is the FBI has announced that it's launched a federal civil rights investigation into the incident. So I think that falls under the Civil Rights Act of 64, I believe is the one that's for. Anyway, uh, that gives them... Or maybe that's... uh, is like they kind of put in in those legislations like for particularly in certain states that had a history of these types of things so good uh good l- luck to the people I don't know what the right words are god bless uh, i hope that whatever i hope that things um get better that's it um no, all right are. let's go yeah. the, let's go to
9: the next call gas Gee, to <laughs> liar I'm just kidding. this Blake. That's Blake B. Whatever. What what
4: <laughs>
8: so,
9: I was watching the uh, Panther War Room draft party, uh, what you, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> and some of them boys in there, a bunch of clouds, got me up in there cracking up. Somebody said, Dante Jackson got the worst toes in the NFL. <laughs> 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 I was rolling. I think I was watching it by myself and laughed out loud, like a literal laugh out loud. It was hilarious. But, man, poor poor Cody. Man, I felt bad for you, man, because I felt so bad I actually went and watched this homeboy's tape. Uh, Andre Cisco out of Syracuse. Oh, yeah. Cody right. was pounding the table for this man. And I was like, right. watching some of his now, Grant, I only watch highlights, so I, I haven't actually taken the time to watch the film, get the full perspective, which I know is a big problem with a lot of people looking at draft prospects. But from what I've seen at a brief glance, hey, this boy's tough. He's, he doesn't have that Jameis Winston vision. This guy's got good eyes. Yep. He uh, he's, he's a turnover machine. He hits hard. He, he seems to find, the, find a way to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, so, Cody, I'll back you up on that. I like Andre Cisco from what I've seen. Uh, granted, he did play in the ACC. But, hey, I mean, ACC is getting a little bit better at football year after year. Yeah.
6: Um,
9: My big question, though, is out of all the film that has been reviewed uh, through the Cody War Room draft, <laughs> prospect grading, I don't know, Thing who them were them. you most surprised with? Who really stood out to you the most that you think would be a great asset to this team? Uh, I know in that, the mock draft, there's a bunch of uh, uh, offensive linemen, uh, guards, and tackles that I had no idea about. Looks like the offensive uh, line depth is, is pretty good for this draft. So, yeah. by the way, let me let me hit you guys with this. Hit that like button, you mother. <laughs> you know what to do. <laughs> <Describe> <laughs> to these boys. We got to grow this channel. Come on.
4: I'll That's pound right. the table for that. Thank you. Keep Go ahead. And pounding. Smash, the, keep smash the thumbs pounded. up button. Um, yeah. You know, look, we keep talking Panthers every Tuesday night. And we've been doing it um, going back to 2013. Haven't missed Tuesday. And if we do miss a Tuesday, we move it to a different day to make up for it.
5: Yeah, man. Uh so one, I appreciate you uh looking at the players I was pounding the table for on the C three round table. Uh which we're gonna be hosting that at some point too. The whole point of that is to move around so everybody can, you know, uh get some new subscribers, some new fans and stuff. So we're gonna be hosting them on our channel uh probably after the draft, I'd imagine. That would be cool. To get everybody's perspective and host Ooh, everybody that would be great. Yeah. a reaction. to yeah, yeah, that would yeah. yeah, be really cool. Um, and then as far as the player that kind of stuck out to me the most, um, I mean, man, there's so many good ones. Honestly, the player that I have a crush on that really, uh, the Panthers um, are, have no chance at drafting, uh, is the defensive end out of Miami, Jalen Phillips. Dude, Jalen Phillips is a dog man that guy on the other end of brian burns that would be a freaking nightmare bro that guy has everything you want in the defensive end um i found myself just being really impressed by him Um and then, other than that, I think about really that UCF
4: like, corner, man, or a safety that can play corner too. Yeah, safety. Yeah, uh, Grant.
5: R- Richard Grant. Grant. Yeah, uh, I mean, so these are players that kind of came out of nowhere for me. So, yeah, Richie Grant, that's a good answer. Um, I think uh, um, even Greg Newsom II, another player out of Northwestern, the cornerback, is another player that I really, really enjoyed watching the film of. Very fast, long, physical corner. Again, this is a, a very deep class at the position. So
4: um, A lot a of love in the chat right? room for Phillips. He's the best pass rusher in the draft. James S550 says, "Switch 94 says, Phillips is no joke. And uh, zero chill. Phillips is definitely a dog. My computer is doing a thing again real quick, but hopefully I'll come back. Let's go ahead and play the next call. Let me know if you can't hear me, all right? Right. Yeah, you're fine. I see you in here.
10: Hey, guys, it's Chuck from Louisville City. Uh, just sitting down thinking about this draft Thursday night. Um, it's one thing we need to go our way. And, uh, you know, if Justin Fields is there at eight and Sewell's not, maybe we take him. Maybe we trade him for a load of picks um, and trade down. But if we, hopefully, all the quarterbacks, but maybe Fields, I'll be gone by eight, even Mike Jones, because if Denver's sitting at nine, I'm hearing Denver wants a quarterback. If Denver takes a quarterback at number nine, they're not going to want Teddy. And from what I'm hearing is if all the quarterbacks are gone, we get to eight and Fields is left, and we can trade him for a bag and get a lot for him maybe Denver will have to draft someone else, but just maybe going out of the draft, they'll trade Bridgewater for like a fifth-round pick if we eat part of the salary. You know, beats cutting straight out, losing all the cap space for him, whatever. Uh, but it's just something to keep an eye on, guys, with, with Denver because I'm, I'm hearing they're really craving a quarterback. And yeah, it's really no way anybody knows what's going to happen. So I just kind of wanted to bring that up.
4: Thanks, Chuck. Um, you know it's a good point. We were bringing this up about trading partners and different that, and we mentioned uh, the Pats. We mentioned mm-hmm. the Washington Football Team. We did not mention the Denver Broncos as being a, a a team that's been searching for a quarterback for a long time. We know that John Elway is not in charge of making these decisions anymore, which means whoever they pick might be good now. Um, it's I, I think that I. I think they're giving up a little quickly on Drew Locke, but I understand how it's just yeah. like maybe he maybe he can find another home and find a resurgence in a different way, put well, come in you, on some injury or something like that. If you trade for somebody. For
5: Teddy Bridgewater, that kind of says that you're not really giving up on Drew Locke, right? Like, you're, To me, if you get Teddy Bridgewater and you're the Broncos, you're saying, well, Drew Locke has a much shorter lease than we intended uh and if for whatever reason he fucks up we have a backup plan in the form of Teddy Bridgewater
4: you know Denver could be a team that's interested in getting to the four spot i i'm starting to wonder now is that if if you're right Cody that um that the falcons just can't take a quarterback then yep. you got to really think that the place that teams are trying to Zoom in would be the fourth spot. Yeah. That would be better than getting the seventh pick and mm-hmm. um somebody, in, or I mean like um the eighth or I guess us picking a quarterback. I think that there's, I don't know if there's really a chance. Maybe you don't have to, maybe the lions, maybe you could say this. Right they're, now they're the lions
5: part. are the biggest trade down candidate because even though you want, might want to get to number four, like we're saying, if you look at the Falcons situation, no matter what, it doesn't necessarily look yeah, like they're a good point. that they're going to take a quarterback. So then if you run through that thought experiment, then you go to the Bengals, they're not taking a quarterback. Then you go to the Dolphins, they're not taking a quarterback. Then you go to the Lions. And everybody knows that they're just traded for um, old buddy, what's his name? Jared Goff. Jared Goff um, yeah. yeah, Jared Goff up there in Detroit. So Everybody knows that the Panthers still might take a quarterback. If anyone moves up for a quarterback, in my opinion, it's either going to be an astronomical amount to trade with Atlanta or it's for sure going to be the Detroit Lions at number seven.
6: I think you're on to
4: something. I like this. I'm buying this. Or I I think you are seeing how it's going to fall right away because you're right. The, The Falcons, we know too much about them. Yeah, um, and we know too much about the teams right after them as well. When it comes to the Dolphins,
2: and I mean, you uh, got to keep in mind was- the Dolphins. I think we still have a question mark on you know at least slightly. Like if Fields falls to them, and they they traded out of the uh, uh, they traded out of three, thinking that uh well you know we we're gonna be able to get all this. We like Fields. We like Lauren. You know, we like uh, uh, Trey Lands. Any of those guys. But, you know, we're we're going to trade back in and try to get Kyle Pitts or something like that. But all of a sudden, now the guy that you thought wouldn't be available that late is now available and you would have picked him at three. I mean, mm. now you've got that, that ass, you know, I know they're talking about that they're going ahead, you know, with uh, Tua. Yeah, but Tua. I, I, again, I mean, it took them a while to come to that conclusion and make a declaration that he was their guy.
4: Um I'm with I su- I full fully support um the call from the chat room for Blake Bettis's next call to be all a Bill Clinton
6: um, yeah
5: but Blake the chat room is and they said you have a Bill Clinton voice. I think Blake, <laughs> B- uh, Blake Bettis wants you to call in and say I did not have marital relations with that. <laughs> Uh
4: I did not inhale um all right next call.
13: Hey guys, it's Joey again. Or not oh, again, this is my okay. first call. I
6: was like,
13: Joey, I just wanted I to this. know this. It's like, dude, I don't want no quarterback. Not this year. I mean, like, Sam Darnold is like, I mean, I know that this year's loaded with quarterbacks and Justin Fields might fall to us, but like, it's not like we're starving for a quarterback. It's not like we're still stuck with Teddy. I mean, we still gotta well, pay them, but we've been are. paying people that don't play football for us for years, so that doesn't hurt much. But like, no, dude. The only way I would go for Fields is this: if it's the player, if the quarterbacks are not the quarterbacks, if the other players like Sewell, Slater, Pitts, those kind of players, if they're not there. Because we need offense in the first round. It's like, yeah, our linebackers were shit last year, but, dude, we need we need offense bad. And that Parsons, no, I'm not taking him. Especially because YGM is on the team, and YGM is involved in the allegations. So if, is
6: Parsons.
13: And even if, like, none of the players are there, well, if none of the players are there, I'm definitely taking Fields. But... I'd rather have O line. I'd rather have pits. But dude, I think the Niners are taking pits. This the whole Matt Jones thing what? is probably a smokescreen because like oh. no, like they're they're probably taking pits because George Kittle is like George Kittle is like their Christian McCaffrey, but he's a tight end. And he was gone last year, and they're like, and so they're sitting there looking at Kyle Pitts, like, damn. They ain't
11: taking no picks. They,
4: they might didn't be better than him, if Kyle not Pitts. better.
13: So, yeah, dude, I think they're taking picks because he, you know, the Bengals definitely should take O line, but he definitely ain't getting past.
4: If you don't I don't think the Eagles
13: are at him. He definitely ain't getting past. Um, get past Atlanta. They need defense, but probably not the Bengals. Anyway, guys. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Anyway, guys, that's all I have to say. Justin Fields at eight. I mean, dude, only if the players that we want aren't there. And if they are there and he's there at nine, then Denver's going to take them. We know that. Anyway, guys,
6: <laughs> I, uh, I got to say know, he day.
5: hangs up in the middle of his roar.
4: <laughs> he <laughs> gets cut he doesn't hang up he gets cut off by the time limit. <laughs> Dude, because uh, the voice call. gives you a three-minute mu- three time limit, which I it wish was it had, but... jamming by the
5: way. The chat room noticed too, my man had, to, had some music playing in the background. I hate
4: that song, the one that sounded because all uh, <laughs> whatever it's like, everything. I know this guy <laughs> who uh, hang, hangs out at our watering hole and he's like a regular with us and stuff, and he's like a bigger fella and he knows that TikTok dance that the kids do to that song and so every time I hear that song I think of Jody doing this stupid ass TikTok dance <laughs> and my kids listen to this crap like all of the pop 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 top pop pop t- it's like all oh, is playing in my house all the time you gotta show them some good stuff man man I, man I, like anything I try to tell my kids is cool they don't like I don't <laughs> even try anymore I don't even like I tell them I like, uh, you know, don't even like y'all and then they think they're cool as shit Um, (laughs) no uh, there's no way Kyle Pitts is going to damn San Francisco for you that would just be the biggest disaster of a move for any squad to to do Um, I'm starting though but I think I do think Joey raises an interesting (laughs) question is is does fields become more enticing if Sewell's gone you know Uh, and I think that the answer is yes. Is that because I, I totally get um, all of the people who support like a hey, is that you you got to build an offense. If you don't have an offensive line, it don't matter who you got at quarterback. It's not going to it can only be so good. Um, so I, I and we've been calling for that. So I will be totally content with pinning in so uh, marking him down and us moving on and not making this too complicated. He's gone though, and then you start asking, is Slater the same? And Fields is there, looking enticing. I think it starts the the it gets a little bit more difficult. (laughs) So, uh, okay,
5: two things here, and then I have to provide an update from the chat. Uh, Josh J Dub says. uh, Because you're pulling out vinyls, like I swear, this is good music. (laughs) (laughs) I just started your kids' vinyls. Uh, That's hilarious. Okay, and then let's do a thought experiment real quick. Uh, Okay, Justin Fields or Penny Soul? Who are you picking right now?
4: I'm still saying, I'm saying Justin Fields.
5: Okay, Codizzo, what did you say, man? Soul. Soul, okay. What okay, Tony? I know your answer probably isn't going to change then, but if it's Justin Fields or Rashawn Slater, CK, see uh, who who are you saying? Uh, Fields. Field. Okay. So 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 Penny Sew. I feel like to a lot of people is the can't miss left tackle. I personally have Slater rated a little higher, but I can also understand that the. the notion that with a little more time and refinement, uh, Pene Sewell might just be too good to pass up on. Yeah. But I, that is interesting. Like, what player would cause us to take Justin Fields? Um, I don't know, man. I really don't know. But we have another update. Um, you need to find Chuck from Elizabeth City's next call. Oh, pardon me, not Chuck. But um, former President Bill Clinton left us some wood
4: <laughs> help. All right, let me see. Let me see again. I just can't yeah, just come in and don't lose my order before somebody curses me out later. <laughs> Blake. One,
6: hey
10: guys, it's former President Bill Clinton. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with the woman. but I can tell you I'm a die-hard Carolina Panther fan.
4: (laughs) I'd love to hear a Bill Clinton wow, wow,
2: wow. (laughs) I love love how he said, no, I love his statement. He said, I did not have sexual relations with a woman. Like, he's full-on virgin still. (laughs) (laughs) I've never, nor have I ever...
10: Former President Bill Clinton, I did not have sexual relations with a woman.
2: Oh, uh, the woman,
10: but the I can woman. Tell you, I'm
6: a
4: uh, <laughs> you know, Chuck if we awesome. know anything about Bill Clinton, that's a fucking lie. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, man, no, uh, no, uh, Bill Clinton will take down any mom. You know, is a. Uh, so my mother and oh, I can say say it there's a person in my life that may be semi-related to me who i've known for a long 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 time my wife and i have go back to like when her senior year in high school and she you i've heard just in passing a couple of comments about like you know how like you know is that women are interested is she always had a thing for bill clinton and I swear one time that this Dainy person said, If I got caught in an alley between Bill Clinton I
5: was like,
1: Oh my God.
4: Oh, wow. Uh-oh. I know. Hey, uh, man, he was, uh, he was
5: a real, he was a real lady killer back in the day. You know, apparently, he, he still ha- is, man. He's slaying more ladies today than half to, to the dudes around. Have you seen the picture of him and Elizabeth Hurley? Like, they're at a dinner somewhere. And do you remember Elizabeth Hurley? She was in Bedazzled. Hot oh, I know
4: Elizabeth Hurley. She's my uh, number. I got two women that like uh, oh, my Lord. two women, and she's one of them. She's one. Well, there's a, one. a
5: there's a, a picture of Elizabeth Hurley, and it's like her and Bill Clinton sitting at a booth together. And dude, she is just eye fucking this man. Like the way that she is looking at him, dude. It's it's. My man was a savage back in the day. Dude, but. he
6: takes
4: it. now he's still. He's like, he's. A, you better hold on to your ladies tight. He's like Gregory Isaacs, man. The just, ladies just come running to him. All right, next go.
8: T3 Nation.
12: Panther Nation. Tony. You know who the fuck it is. It's is your boy. fucking Josh from Mass. <laughs> Showing up here in Massachusetts. was some good pizza. Oh shit! A, a lovely craft brew milkshake IPA from Flying Monkey Craft Brewery up here. <clears throat> Anyhow, it's draft week, boy. Shit, you already know. Probably get wow because your boy took Friday off from work, and so did all his friends. We got a big dirty draft party. It ain't just Memphis fans. We're gonna have. You We're know, up in here in mass, but it's still. We got a colorful crowd. We're gonna have a Dallas fan in the house, a Chicago fan in the house, Gosh, a Steelers yeah. fan in the house, some Patriots fans. It's gonna be a, a, a good night of uh, draft party viewing down here. And uh, you know, if uh, if the time comes, I think it, it's been a while since the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only. The great Northern Panther himself has been on the podcast. If you guys want to slide me one of them invites. I'd be glad to come on and uh, yeah, bro. talk some, talk to me the pre-draft or uh, active draft nonsense with y'all. If not, that's cool. I know it's a, it's a late entry. I know, I know, you know, but, but it ain't the position of the great one to, to, to step on the potential time of those who have yet to be. Um, man. What to think of this draft, man? Let, let me tell you right, right now. My initial thought is it, it's the crazy thought, but it, it's not it's not that crazy. Justin Fields is there at eight, man. We taking Justin Fields. I know. Sam Darnold, whatever. Teddy Bridgewater, man. I don't I don't care. We trade both of them guys for a bag of beef jerky, and yeah. just have P.J. Walker and Will Greer and and Justin Fields. That's fine. Make P.J. Walker start. That's fine. I'm I'm here for it. I'm all about it. Um, but if we don't, uh, if that's not there, and you know, Fields ain't there, Sewell ain't there. Um, you see what your options are, and uh, in the field, Sewell and and uh, Slater are gone. Man, you got to trade back, but not so far back that it's it's, it's costful. You want to stay inside that top 18. You want that top 18 mojo. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm feeling. It's Tuesday night, having some good beers, getting ready for the draft. And uh, I I, you know, I can't wait to chop it all up with you all that night, either in the chat or, or live. But, hey, your boy, Josh from Mass, the Great Northern Panther, out. Oh.
4: The Great Northern Pan- Panther, who always uh, is very critical of Tony Dunn, Hosting this podcast we will always have a spot on this podcast, man. Anytime, dude. And don't worry, we're going to be doing a lot of that and bringing people in. There are a limit with how many people we can have on StreamYard at one time, but it does make it easy to kind of shuffle them in and out. So if you guys are interested in making a brief appearance uh, throughout the draft, like Josh has indicated, we'd love to have you. We've had people from the U.K., uh, my boy Jay Crier, that's my brother from another mother. He's come on all the time. He's this guy, poor guy, got to stay up till four o'clock in the morning to see the <laughs> Carolina Panthers pick. Right, we got a lot of people. So, and we got the calls coming in. But yes, there will be live opportunities, like Josh said. If you are interested in that, hit me up on Discord. Don't forget, we got a Discord chat. Hit me up on Twitter at Cat Underscore Chronicles, um, or uh, you got to just remind me. On draft night as well just because i'm it's going to be a lot going on for me i'm gonna have to continue to build we need to build a list we need to build a list that's what we got to do all right uh let's keep going with these calls Oof.
8: yo 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 it's your boy qt zero from cali main super simple bro the first like five or, some, or four is really just like set in stone i feel like to I me mean, gonna be like four or five TVs like getting off the board probably even before us you know it's not right at this but we should be fucking like going to sleep every night and putting positive affirmations pled- pledging to whatever religious God whatever you believe in or whatnot that we get your homeboys school man we just need to just put out into the universe that everybody in front of us is going to go wide receiver pits or whatever. You know what I mean? That Rashawn Slater gets picked before. You know what I mean? Like some dumb mock draft shit. We need to be putting those out into the universe because the only person I really see us picking up if we don't trade back, you could maybe argue fucking pits or like Waddle or Sertain, you could argue that, you know what I mean? But the for sure pick is your boy Penesul. If he falls to us, like there shouldn't even be a second that flips off that two whatever minute set, you know, between each draft pick, it should be instant. And and I'm partying all night, bro. I'm partying all night. I, I don't even care about the rest of the draft. We got we got that left side just set set up in stone, bro. It, it, it's it's a done deal, bro. We 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 we're probably making it to the Super Bowl <laughs> with the now left tackle. You feel me? like He's and if we get a now. safety in the second or third like richie green or cisco but it's the cherry they got that good stuff boy too. zero's
4: out there like, right, i think look is qt zero brings up a great point though it's like let's not overcomplicate this this is something that you have said cody lashney uh throughout this whole process is that while you have uh been a supporter of trading up getting that quarterback some different things is that if really if we if we got a couple of options down to it let's not over complicate it trading back this and that if you're at eight and Sewell's there pin it in right if you want to pin in slater or something we want to debate over that it's it's really left tackle or quarterback at eight i think is what we we're able to we do and i mean i just don't think pitts is going to be there so i don't even think we need to add him to the conversation great call QT Zero, check out his. I, I need to drive he's dropping some music recently, I yeah, saw so, uh 252-228-598. I think he's back.
8: Cody. Nope. Cody. <laughs> Cody. What up, bro? Giboy Zero here again, man. I just gotta let you know, not a soul in Panther Nation will be angry if we solidify are motherfucking QB or possibly the backup QB or just a QB com competition in our team. Yeah. You know, who who in their right mind would be mad. I and and yes the draft is deep to get more linemen and whatnot, at least in the second and whatnot. So and then and then interior in the third. He's but it's like our man if we gotta if yep. we got a called in that'd and, be and said, lovely. you take ugly. We wouldn't have to worry about the fifth-year option on Donald. It would just be the QB competition of the year and Teddy Bridgewater's in third place. <laughs> yeah, he's <not laughs> <enough to be. laughs> uh,
4: QT Zero, thanks. That's him reacting to, um, obviously, the Soul call came in as we opened the show up, and then Cody posed the question, what do you do if Fields is there? And really, it is. And somebody said it great in the chat room. You kind of can't go wrong at eight. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Shout All right, let's Scott go to the next Fitter,
5: man. Scott Federer has done a tremendous
0: job, I think. Uh, Yo, know, it's your boy, Ron Kondi, a.k.a. Sports Freak 28. Once again, this is an idea to hear about this. I'm on YouTube blew your like chat off. The trade rumors with the Carolina Panthers said the New York Patriots. Now, you don't know, think it might be a good idea if we did get Seth Gilmore from the New York Patriots to move down to 15th? the 15th, where do we go from there? I'm not saying what if we move down there get get more saying What would you all suggest we do next? Hmm. Like do we go after a wide receiver, a tight end, do the office line, or go defense? Or do we pull a school job out of the back here? I mean a huge screw job. And we go after a running back a screw over the other teams that want the running back to fit the needs because I'm thinking we need some help for Christian McCaffrey, not to replace okay? Just help him out in some of the rushing games in some of the same games. So I was thinking of maybe either a guy from Clemson or that Devontae guy from yeah, yeah. North Carolina, and Jonathan yeah. you know, don't Harris, the run back from Alabama, can be a see and they running back to you? Or do you think yeah, we yeah. Just, just stick to our game plans after the trade goes through it does like, go offense line or defense line or corner because when Gilmore more be good at distance and then you can maybe go safety or defense of the back to your place kind of all sorts but I'm going to leave the rest of this up to y'all because I want to you know, All right, man. We
4: thank you for the call. I'm going to go ahead and get into it because there's kind of a lot to break down. But really, I think the centerpiece of the call is if the Carolina Panthers were to trade back uh, out of the eight spots and particularly with New England. Right. So let's kind of stick to that scenario. First of all, sure, is, you know, because there are a couple of other ones you can say Washington, some different. 15 interesting because Scott Fitter has first-round grades supposedly on 16 players, so you're going to get one of his players that he thinks is a first-round talent, right? It's inside that window, he says, in the first 15 or 16 players of the draft are the blue chips, and then after those guys, they're kind of all second-rounders in a way, right? The, the difference yeah. isn't so big. So if the Carolina Panthers are to trade back Maybe that's because that's clearly because they don't want to take Justin Fields at that point or Trey Lance, whatever quarterback slips outside that top.
5: Yeah. Whatever. That or, right? or either that or we love a quarterback, but we're just not willing to turn down you know, the amount of picks that we might potentially be getting from the Patriots. Um, so I think that's certainly uh you know, so it's certainly to- fifteen.
4: Yeah. If we move to 15, right. You're talking about certain's off, off the board. By this point, people would say, uh, really is. I thought Chuck brought a good point is Christian Darisaw is not going to make it past Minnesota at 14. Right. So like the names, all of a sudden we get a host of new names to think about. And would it be insane to pick Michael Parsons at 15 then? Um,
5: that would be a range that would be much happier to pick Michael Parsons in again. We really need to kind of put it out there like, Michael Parsons, dude. I hate Penn State coaches, I honestly hate them. Like, when you look at the amount of talent that Penn State has had on their defensive line and just in their defense, period, and how physically talented these dudes are, and how little technique Penn State players understand. It's ridiculous, man. Like you're essentially drafting all Penn State players for their physical upside. Uh, this is true for Michael Parsons. So I don't want people to think that he's going to come in here and be a day one ready to play inside linebacker. That man is still learning the quintessentials of playing off then the ball he linebacker. Should be
4: going in the first round. Period. Then.
5: <clears throat> well, I mean, so his upside. If he can figure all of it out, he has a ridiculous um set of physical traits and abilities. Uh he might be able to do it, but right now he is he, he plays too much like a defensive lineman and not enough like a linebacker. He's always taking bad angles, picking the wrong gap. And yeah, Tony, you were with me in that film room, uh when when we looked at his film, and he's just so raw as a player. It
4: was- overly impressive that's yeah. what i would say is i just didn't see a guy that i thought <clears throat> i'm not saying he can't be something special right but i didn't see a guy yeah. that all of a sudden that said that's a luke keekley like player right no, and no matter what, what and that type, type player that just yeah it kind of was an isaiah simmons type player where it's like man i could really see it could be something but it's not perfect
2: <laughs> the problem, the problem is, is that any linebacker we take is always going to be compared to Luke. Yes. And that's going to be a tough thing to live up to. Like we, as Carolina Panthers, we have been uh, horribly and in in a very good way, spoiled by linebacker play. And now we're in the midst of yeah. like a linebacker drought. Like it just feels <laughs> like there is nobody in, in. in hopefully we'll see something change. We'll see what happens in this draft. We'll see what some of these players uh, are able to do with this defense, seeming to start to come into their own with some of the acquisitions we've gotten in the offseason. But, you know, it's a lot of question marks, you know, a lot of question marks. But I I don't hate the idea of a linebacker, but do I want a linebacker that's going to be a development? I I don't know.
5: Yeah, I, I agree with you for the most part. That caller also mentioned running backs a little bit. And I feel like that's something we haven't mentioned at all. Uh, You know, now knowing that um, uh, Mike, I'm having a brain fart, Um, the guy that played for us, Mike Davis.
4: Mike Davis. Uh,
5: Yeah, we don't have him this year. And listen, I don't want to put this on Christian, and I'm not putting it on him, but don't we need to have a little bit of an insurance policy at the running back position should something happen uh, at some point? You know, if, God forbid, Christian does sustain another injury maybe it would be a good idea to pick up um, a running back later on maybe like a Javante Williams uh, like the caller mentioned out of North Carolina or even a Kenneth Gainwell out of Memphis uh, who I like a lot too so you know there are options and I do think it would be cool I, I just in general want us to start drafting players from the Carolina schools I mean, all of them, North Carolina, NC State, Clemson, even those damn idiots over there in Columbia, the Gamecocks, man. Even them, man. We can draft them. J.C. Horn's a Gamecock. I can be okay with it. But, uh, yeah, I really do like the idea of us drafting Carolina players, and that would be a good pick for us. Uh, what,
2: what do you think is the appeal? Like, is it just for the culture itself? that you would want to do that? Or do you feel like it's those programs are so obviously Clemson is established. You have, you know, some of those school. I mean, I wouldn't say UNC is super established from a football standpoint, but you know, it's, they yeah, they're building. And so, I mean, do you think it's just from the culture you want to be able to build up? Like, listen, you know, you're going to, you have this entire fan base of Clemson, you know, fans, you start drafting a lot of their players. Guess who they're going to want to watch. They're going to want to watch the Panthers. And let's be honest, there's yeah. still plenty of people in the Carolinas that aren't Panthers fans.
4: Don't yeah, draft them because the name on the helmet, Cody. Yes,
5: 100%. And, uh, but, yeah, yeah for I, who the,
4: cares? I don't care the, what
5: team. But... For the culture, I think, don't you think it would be a cool thing? Look, our motto is two states, one team. Yeah. There are a ton of good schools and colleges here in the Carolinas, that put out a ton of good football players. I just think that any time we're able to take a really good player and also build that Carolina connection, yeah, man, that's like how like that building
4: up of a true I don't like, Carolina team. I don't care what school they went to. I, uh, went to. I just want to be good. Um, so, you know, man, like tell me the player from those teams you want. Uh, sure. By Did the way, happened? there are four running backs on the roster. One, two, three, four, five running backs on the roster right now. Christian McCaffrey is one of them, obviously. And what? You've heard Christian? of Reggie, Reggie Bonifan. You've heard of him. You've heard of Trenton Cannon. He played a little bit last year. And Rodney Smith.
2: Wait, Reggie are, Bonifant still heard, on the team? According to the website, he is did did we re-sign him or something? Because like I feel like we he was gone yeah, after. I feel like when
4: he was on the practice squad so long at one point, and there's a point where you have to like they can't be on the practice squad anymore. Oh, that's what it was. It, I wonder if it's got something to do with that. Because remember, was, we right? let him go, we put him back. It and was then yeah. You can like, only, you we can put only put him
2: take him. Like, yeah, yeah. You can only put somebody on the practice squad so many times before. You have to. Either you have to sign them to you, a deal. You have to dedicate like them a specific spot on the roster. If you don't yeah. like, if you don't, he's up there. Them.
4: I don't know yeah. how long he'll be up there for, Um, but we just can't put invest a lot when it comes to the uh, the number of the pick, right? And this is why like. We tried to get some of these guys in the past, like, uh, and then they didn't make the team. Jordan Scarlett was the was the was that's the name. The one that that comes
2: Yeah, we're just going to have to,
4: to we're going to have to pick somebody off the free agents trash Also, unit, dude. also
2: um what was his name? The guy who, who his dad was a boxer.
5: Elijah Hoyfield.
2: Yeah, yep, yeah, him as well. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah.
4: Elijah Holyfield. Um okay. All right, here, next
2: go. <laughs> Oh, he got cut off. He needed to make sure that happened.
11: Yeah. All
4: right. Thank you, Joey the Bound so Panther. Cool.
11: Booyaka, 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 booyaka. Boom, 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 boom. Booyaka, booyaka, Hey, hey, hey. Ooh, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm
7: the captain. No. Look at me. Look at me. Tony, CK, Cody, look at me. I'm the captain. I'm the captain now. What's Gucci, fellas? got a lot to talk about. I'm going to give you my top five picks, one through five. We're going to start with number one. Who I personally want with our pick, Justin Fields. If Justin Fields is there at pick eight and we don't take Justin Fields, I'm throwing liquor everywhere.
5: Dude, I'm throwing imagine. him everywhere,
7: fellas.
5: Imagine how mad
7: you dude, would be. Patrick Sertan. Fellas, there's levels to this shit. I don't even see J.C. Horn as a number, uh, first-round corner. Oh,
5: dude, baby, you better He's chill,
7: cool, He's not a polished receiver, and he barely gets his hands on the ball. I feel like, in my opinion, picking J.C. Horn with the eighth pick would be the worst decision that we could ever make. <sighs> i don't want jc horn honestly i have asante samuels jr ahead of jc horn to be Uh, honest with you to be quite frank and caleb Farley, cody i'm not feeling him g he's had that that back surgery he's had that's the same broken back tony romo had and if you're telling me that he's already done a second surgery on it before even entering the NFL. Come on, bro. If you hurt in college, you sure in hell are going to be hurt in the NFL. So I'm Gucci on that as well. Um, I, I can I'm very high on him. I feel like he can be the next Luke Keek. He's running a 4 3 9 That's pretty impressive. 6-3, you know, same bro. body size as Luke being compared to Luke. I wouldn't be mad at that, you know. There's uh, no way. No, Tell what you guys thinking, thinking. I wouldn't be mad with the Stephon Gilmore pick, and then getting their first uh, their first round pick, fifteen. I wouldn't be mad about that either, fellas. So tell me what to think. Your heart. Heart.
4: I'm gonna let you take your spirit animal. And by the way, booyah, booyah, booyah! Great call.
7: Booyah, (laughs) booyah,
5: yeah! Shout out, G, baby man. Um, listen, I gotta keep it real with you, G. Um, I don't understand how you can watch JC Horn and tell me that you see a better player in Asante Samuel or, you know, Sertan or whoever, but then in the same breath say that Mike Parsons has Luke Kickley potential? Bro, not even close, man. Not even close. J.C. Horn has all the physical upside, all the aggressiveness, all the ability to pinpoint the ball in the air. I love J.C. Horn. I could not disagree with you more. But if we don't draft Justin Fields and we don't get a super fucking pissed off call from a drunk G baby, I'm going to be sorely disappointed, dude. And I mean very much so. So G, don't disappoint me, bro. Uh,
4: Canes win. Storm surge, baby. Storm surge. <laughs> Best team in hockey right now. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes, man. At this point, the pressure's on. We clinched the playoff berth yesterday. We continue to advance in the standings. The goal now is to keep home ice advantage uh, through the playoffs as long as possible. They will be reseeding the playoffs in the second round. So it's good to be a top seed and to win in the playoffs. That's turns out that'd be an interesting question. And we're going to talk about that this summer uh, when we're searching for things is how, how do you make the playoff bracket for the NFL better? And I don't think they reseeded it. They reseated it. Like, They it. didn't change it last year in the COVID stuff, did they? But a reseeding would be interesting. We'll have to bring that up. Uh, so let's go Canes. Hurricanes, man. Bunch of jerks. Keep it up, guys. Uh, and let's keep going through with these calls. Thank you, G-Baby.
7: It's G-Baby. I forgot to give you guys my top five. My bad. I'm over here cheaping. Um, <laughs> I would say Justin Fields. I would go my top five would be number one, Justin Fields. I feel like number two would probably be most likely be Patrick Sertan because there's levels to this shit. Um, I would say pick three, man. I'm going to have to go Jamar Chase out of LSU, man. I would not mind having a motherfucker like that on squad along with Christian McCaffrey and fucking DJ Moore and uh, and the other company. Um, So uh, Justin Fields, Patrick Sertan, uh, Jamar Chase, um, man, I would have to say I love Panay, man. The, the the tackle out of Oregon, I feel like it's like I said, there's bubbles to this shit. I would not be mad if we got him. And uh, my fifth pick, looking at this, I'm gonna have to go with High Parsons, man. Cause like I said, there's bubbles to this shit. So uh, let yeah, me know there's... what you guys think and uh, keep pounding, baby.
6: Holy
4: Keep crap, man, the Canes beat that ass, bro, 5-1, five, 5-1, one. Five, one. Sebastian Ajo it's continues him. to, I think he's at like 22, 21 goals, 20 goals, the old man, Jordan Stahl, with two goals, Nino, Nino Nino Ryder, with another goal, great season, man, we're so deep, and that's with all these injuries, uh, any any big qualms with the top, well, what were your qualms with the top five before we move to the next goal?
5: Well, I mean, I don't necessarily have any problem with those top Oh, I wanted to five. ask you about Jamar Chase. Yeah, it, I mean. except for Michael Parsons. And, no, I did want to talk about Jamar Chase, too. And I think that that's a player that we haven't talked about enough, weirdly enough. And I want to get your opinion and everyone in the chat room's opinion, too. Is there any credence to the fact that Joe Brady, having been a part of this legendary LSU offense, could draft a guy that had 20 touchdowns in that exact same offense. You know, we also kind of take for granted that we haven't picked up D.J. Moore's fifth-year option, although I do think we're going to, but we still haven't done it. We only have another year of Robbie Anderson. We just moved on from Curtis Samuel. Like, a, a wide receiver that high really isn't that out of the question. Now, personally, my favorite route runner, my favorite receiver in this year's draft is Devonta Smith. I think Devonta Smith is a savage route runner, lethal down the field, 170 pounds be damned. Um, but Jamar Chase is a player that I could easily see the the Panthers seeing as a um, an upgrade even over a DJ Moore. I mean, Jamar Chase is physical at the line of scrimmage. Um, and press man corners rarely ever shut him down. And he's a physical over-the-top threat that's going to come down with the football. So, you know, I, I think um, having a security blanket for Sam in the form of a badass wide receiver, dude, that might be the the kind of player that we haven't talked about enough.
4: I saw him as a comp, uh, not the uh, – the, who were we, Jamar Chase? I saw the physical comps like – Somebody you know how they do those next gen stats where they do that spider whip mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And it was like he is like going back, like he has like the most athletic comps or something. Like going back to Demarius Thomas. They said he matches Demarius Thomas and the other one was um who was the Cowboys receiver that always got in trouble. Getting, yeah. That's what they were trying to know. Uh, I think it was Jamar Chase. I'm pretty sure it was either him or Waddle. Pretty uh, sure it was Jamar Chase. That,
5: no, it's probably Chase because he's a stronger physical receiver. I do think uh uh Jamar Chase has much better hands than Dez ever did. And I do think he's probably a little well, bit Demarius
4: Thomas did not have good hands, so that was not that was something that, no um that's
5: a bad comparison to me. God, honest, it's gonna to be Marius real Thomas.
4: tough to uh It's just tough to allocate those resources right now. And I'm not saying it's not absurd, right? Like you said, is that you're thinking down the road, this and that. But it it would be – it's one thing to say how would Panther fans feel if we took down Justin Fields. It's another thing to say how would Panther fans feel if we passed on Slater, Fields, and we picked a receiver. After, you know, I mean, I, God, gosh, it's just going to be a tough sell. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but I also think that if you're trying to pad that, well, first, we padded the room in free agency a little bit, right? We brought in David Moore, who's a nobody. We signed this kid from BYU who runs real fast. There's another name I thought that something happened with a wide receiver. I cannot remember. But that room isn't just barren at the moment, losing Curtis Samuel. I just think that maybe it's like in the second, third, fourth round, you can find something. Because it just seems like a lot allocated eight to a wide receiver at this point in this stage in, in our team development. All right, next call.
11: What it do, boys? It's your boy, Mike. A.K.A. Supreme Leader. Supreme Leader. Oh, I'm uh trying to be extra loud right and now. Building driving down this shit ass I eighty five right now <laughs> in the tractor train in the in the tractor with a trailer. I fucking hate this highway. Use <laughs> my language.
5: i'm way to Charlotte.
11: But anyways, hey guys, hope everything's well. Um, psyched for the draft. You know, uh, finally get the hearing people talking about you know who the hell are we gonna get um uh, all I know is this Tony Tony my man Cody, oh, Cody. Yeah, bro, bro. And uh can't wait to see you back Bat Daddy how do we all how does Panther Nation get on live on the show on Thursday night.
5: Let's do it, man.
11: Talk about that because I'm so down. You know, I'll tell my wife, go eat a cupcake and
3: fuck the fuck off because, you know, (laughs) one, two,
11: three, four, five, eighth? Eighth annual? Wait a minute. I I don't know. I want to be live with you boys whether that's 15 seconds, 15 minutes, I don't care. Make it happen for your supreme
4: leader. You got All it. Right. You got it. Um, we got two people signed yeah, up already.
11: I don't want
4: them t-shirt. I want to be on the show with my boy. <laughs> I don't want no t-shirt. I, you like I feel you, bro. I'm a, me, uh, when I'm he can't comes can't on. Be, I'm gonna eat a cupcake while he comes on.
5: Bro, Tony, we might need to talk. We might need to check into a Zoom because we only we can only have five people uh in Streamyard at a time
4: i know i know that's why we're gonna have to rotate yeah oh it's, it's not five is it
5: yeah you can only have five people on a stream on stream yard mm-hmm. like you can have more people waiting but that's what i'm saying we might have to do what uh rashad and them did for the uh round table we'll, we'll have to
4: we will go back to google meet because i ain't paying for no zoom just because people think it sounds cool So we would then have to go broadcast. (laughs) The problem is this, man, is this just so easily broadcast through Facebook, Periscope, and Twitter. (sighs) You know what is that we can uh, do? Maybe we got to figure out how to get this damn Discord audio channel working right, too. Yeah. Yes, we're going to bring people
8: people in. We're going to have to cycle
4: people in on draft night. That's just what it's going to have to be, even if we do it through Google Meet or something like that we'll still need to do some cycling just because you can only have so many people so many cooks in the kitchen type thing um but yes everybody is gonna be we're gonna bring you in even if it's just for five minutes for and we'll kind of have that rotating fifth seat
5: yeah i we kind of look at the draft show as your opportunity to come and like really chill on the show with us Look, that's how your boy got started on the C3 podcast, man. Yeah. I joined in on a draft show. I popped in. Tony said, whoa, who's that handsome motherfucker? And then, hey, the rest is history, man. I'm a part that's of this it. shit. It. Yeah, I not made sure That was uh, That
2: was mine and yours. Ty- not the same, same year. I think it was the year after I came on the draft yeah, show. Yeah,
5: that is right. Hey, man, so look. You never know. You might fuck around and come on the draft show and be a permanent member of the C3 podcast, man. Who knows? So yeah, we're definitely gonna do some cool shit. I want to need
4: to do that is have a guest fan host that we rotate in. I like that. If you guys like that idea, you wanna kind of like and we and we can't look is that the one thing is is that the show is already ridiculously long. Right. <laughs> so adding too many voices can be problematic. The other thing is, is that I, I've had a long history of just asking everybody on the show the same question. Like, so it would be like, well, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? I think we're getting better about that, about not everybody responding to every single thing individually. Yeah. That kind of took some time up. But, you know, there is some limits on how many just chairs there are to make it with the chemistry. You got to develop a chemistry and not that like I'm even good at any of this. It's just that. uh it's that we're not in the same it would be different if we were all sitting in the same room
2: yeah
4: um because you can read off each other a little bit different and some different things like that and then you know you've had some experience uh with like what to visually it looks like uh, you know you want to make sure your audio and stuff and and, and we that. can but. see our
2: each other's hands and we know what's actually happening like we know right. okay he's definitely he's not touching himself Right, right this moment. <laughs> like, uh, so dude, yes, like and the then you don't, don't have to worry little. about
4: that weird stuff. And no, but the point is, is that like that would be cool to cycle in if you guys are looking for a guest spot on the show one week, can't get it in every week, right? Matt But maybe we can bring in some extras, a little takeover. All right, next call,
5: hey, hang on, real quick, we got okay, uh, okay, Sam. Uh, call- we got a little love bomb in the chat, uh, from Tom oh, nice. Cunningham two dollars which quarterback do you think the 49ers would draft Matt. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think it's going to be smoke. Matt Jones.
2: Smoke. I really
5: do. And uh, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. If, if they really trust Kyle Shanahan with the Rams to that football team, then I do think it's going to be Matt Jones because he believes in his system over the player. However, I do think that if one of my favorite general managers, John Lynch, has his own way, uh, I think it's going to be Trey Lance because I think what Trey Lance offers and the potential that he has to even further expand upon that Kyle Shanahan offense, um, I I think that would be um, an incredible uh, thing for the 49ers to do. And they have a great offensive line and they have a great defense. Somebody said whoever the 49ers draft, like that quarterback is going to have the best year. Just because that team, like that's not a the third most complete. The, yeah, that team is a team that was only picking at number 12 originally because they had so many different injuries. So that's a good roster, man. Whoever goes to that football team, that's going to be a quarterback that's in a position to thrive.
4: I think that's so the I most think accurate. It's, yeah, I think my votes Fields. I think Fields goes at three, and I know that the look the rumor mill has swirled more and more, associating Lance as there. So the it's been reported it was either Albert Breer or Adam Schefter. They reported that, um, you know, Mac Jones was the the number one, I guess, by Kyle Shanahan and the coaches, but there was a strong kind of push and voice in the front office uh, for Trey Lance and that, that voice had gained more steam with the coaches. That's what the report said or something to that effect. I just, I'm, I'm going to say this as I think it's fields. And I think it's fields for this reason is I think that I'm not buying the Mac Jones. Uh, we had, um, you know, there's been a lot of praise for Mac Jones ability to dissect coverages and this and that. And, there's been ready. convincing praise. <clears throat> yeah, there is. But the one thing I don't like about that is that if you're picking Mac Jones because he's just pro ready right now, rather than uh, what somebody what he could be, then that's kind of disappointing for Mac Jones. That's like he's already hit his ceiling in a sense. Like, is that he's just got to be super smart uh, I, and be a? And I just but, don't think that. Like, why can't these other guys ultimately be? They might not have that experience, that capability at the moment. Maybe they haven't had to be, have been right. But with the good coaching, as long as you don't feel like that's going to be in the way, right? Is that they can learn the game more? He can't get faster and stronger. You the know, thing I, that, the thing ahead. that I would
2: say real quick, and then I, I'll pass the mic is I don't think the um, I don't think the praise on Mac Jones is that he's just the most pro ready. It's that it sounds like he understands the game of football much uh, on a much more instinctual level than the other, other candidates that that are possibly going to be there at three. So I, like I said, I, I, again, Mac Jones could very well come out and be just a complete bust, or he can come out here and just be the next coming of Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or something crazy like that. You know, you just never know with these guys, but, there is one thing that I think we all can agree. The one thing that makes quarterbacks just elite is their brain. It's not just their arm, or their arm talent. And and we didn't get the brain with Teddy Bridgewater, right? We don't have that feeling like he knows how to manipulate defenses or anything like that. But when you look at the people that you're putting in that category of some of the best quarterbacks, Peyton Manning understood football on a on a whole nother level. Yeah, but was also super it. gifted too. Yeah. But I mean, again, I think a lot of the gifting, you know, that Tom
4: Brady didn't understand it then. You know, that's the other thing is Tom Brady didn't understand it when he was a sixth pick. He doesn't just all of a sudden this guru of football. I just think it's it's strange when you are like the reason we're all the picks, everything I've heard about the reason you're picking Mac Jones is because he's ready for the NFL. That's the only thing I've heard. I haven't heard that like, there's like this other potential uh, upside. And and I just think it's kind of shade. I I don't trust it. And the reason I don't trust it is because one is that Trey Lance, we've only seen him in a certain situation. So I'm not ready to count him out and say, he's only 20 years old. Like he he could be, he could become the next damn Tom Brady intellectually when it comes about the football game or something. Justin Fields, Really has only played one year, one and a half years, right? And we know that Ohio State's offense is like asked him to do certain things rather than other things. My point is <clears throat> I just don't I just I just don't buy it. I don't know. And here, and then the, what well, my final point is why I don't think that Mac Jones should should be, will or will be the pick for the 49ers is this is that Kyle Shanahan is the guru of running. He is the, he descends. He comes from a lineage of, of a family lineage of people that understand how to build a running attack that nobody can stop. His dad did it in Denver every year. And by the way, let's not forget that John Elway's success also came with a 2000 yard rusher at one year. Some of the other mm-hmm. thing, <clears throat> but he did it again when he went to Washington with RG three. And then he did it again when he went to the Falcons. Well now, well now it's the sun doing these. Then he goes to the Falcons and he does it with the Coleman and he's done it every single way. He's done it with a running quarterback. He's done it with a non-running quarterback in Matt Ryan, but I, and then he did it last year with no quarterback. That was the greatest impress- the, the like the most impressive run was last year and the Super Bowl run where he was able to develop a running attack when everybody knew they were going to be running the ball. Yeah. right. I mean, like there was no, I just don't understand how Kyle Shanahan wouldn't be drawn to the idea of a quarterback that adds another layer to that well, run game. I
5: think you kind of answered your question you know looking at what they did last year they have openly said that they don't like how often Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt and they have had other backup
4: Well, quarterbacks. that's just because he's a made of glass dude my,
5: but my point is they've had other backup quarterbacks step into that position and had a reasonable amount of success so Kyle Shanahan feels like well if I know that this system is going to be um you know easy to a quarterback, not necessarily easy, but it's it's friendly to a quarterback that knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Look look at the quarterbacks that he's been successful with before. Uh Switch 94 says and brought up a good point. Uh they drafted um R uh Kirk Cousins the same year they drafted RG3. Before Kirk Cousins left Washington, there was all the rumors that Kyle Shanahan was going to try and get Kirk Cousins. I mentioned this to you guys a few weeks ago, and everyone wanted to jump down my throat. But Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, and Mac Jones are all the same mold of a quarterback for me. At their highest levels, they are going to play football the same way. They're going to operate their offense efficiently. They're going to take shots downfield when they have the opportunity to, but they're also going to run the hell out of the football. And when you, do that, when you do that, I love hearing this. When you do that, you don't need uh, a quarterback like that. So mm. even though it's not the move that I would make, you can't blame Kyle Shanahan for, in my opinion, picking the quarterback that is similar to the quarterbacks. That, that he has he, had he, the most success with.
2: The problem with that though is I where I would agree with that, the push that they made to get to three, what they had to give up to do that yeah. was way like too that's basically too you saying, Yeah, that's yeah. that's way too much for a quarterback like Mac Jones. I mean, I think that they're like I said, I think it's very possible they love him and they're gonna go with him, but like if we truly believe, and if they truly believe, or anybody in the league really believes that Mac Jones is uh, Kirk Cousins, then I think they wouldn't have made that pick. Right? They would have pushed it off. Agree. They, would have, they would have gone down the line and, and got that person in the second or third round. They could pick. I mean, they, they could have gotten a Kirk Cousins in the, in the third line. I mean, at the position many, that they were drafting at before they traded up. Tony, I mean, do you how many
4: it? times have? How many times have you said? On this show, Cody, that this is a new new NFL where a mobile cornerback gives you something that is needed in this NFL.
5: Yeah, and I still believe that.
4: I don't like this. Is look as I understand, is look, uh Swiss 94 says this is I remember Mike Shanahan saying back then that Kirk was their pick and RG3 was Dan Snyder's pick. I would like to remind that at this point, Kyle Shanahan was just making his bones. So it's not like he was in there I think the one making the decisions. And it yeah. says imagine what they think now after seeing RG3 breakdown. RG3 was rookie of the year, but he also was a fragile bodied person in some ways. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe you could say Justin Fields is uh, but I don't think I think like what we've also seen is um what we what people wanted RG3 to be. What they want, you know, they've seen that kind of come to fruition in Lamar Jackson and um, Deshaun Watson, some things like that. You know, his RG3 is RG three is the was the problem with him? is he was just a one hit wonder, and then he got a terrible angle. and he wasn't like a Schneider Love. It was a mess. It was a mess. Um,
5: and uh, you know, I, uh, oh, I gotta, remember, I have to tell you this. And I can't believe we've gone this long without mentioning it. And Tony, this is going to make you hate him even more, I think. You realize his name is not Mac, right? Are you ready It's not for- Matt Jones, is his it? Name, his name is not Mac. Is Do you it driver? You- no, it's McDonald? so much worse. His name is McCorkle.
4: McCorkle Jones.
5: His name is McCorkle Jones. Dude. Oh, I like
4: him even more for the Forty ers now.
2: What? McCorkle him. Jones? You cannot draft a McCorkle, jo- McCorkle if your Jones. Name, if your name is McCorkle Jones. Alabama.
5: Dude, if your name is McCorkle, you're off my fucking. How did we not board,
4: know dude. this? And dude. how is not everybody writing? You know what, guys? I will never ever call him Mac Jones again. No, From now I, on, I McCorkle that.
5: I knew that And that's why I told you That's why I told you Because I knew that from, from now on He will forever be McCorkle Jones McCorkle. Dude, if, if my I love name...
4: the McCorkle Hype that's brewing And you know what, God bless the San Francisco uh, 49ers If they draft McCorkle Jones God bless oh, them my
2: God. I really hope they say his name on draft night too like, I hope it's not just uh, Mac Jones. With it's the, just, the third pick. Ma- McCorkle the San
4: Francisco Jones. <laughs> 49ers pick.
2: McCorkle. Uh, McCorkle. dude.
5: McCorkle if, Jones. If my name was McCorkle, you bet damn well you'd be calling me Mac, also, bro. Uh, I would have you be calling me Mac.
2: How mad are his parents that he was born?
5: Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, like, I don't know. Why is it such a nerdy name? Like, even saying it, first it of like, all, it sounds like
4: a last name. It, yeah. sounds, it sounds like, like a like kind a last of, name.
5: yeah, it sounds like a kind of fish. Oh, that's a McCorvo fish.
4: Oh, <laughs> like, oh or or his favorite, one you know what? What, yeah. what do you think? Uh, what do you think his um, PE credit or, or his athletic class he took was in college? Uh, snorkeling. Snorkel oh, McCorkle. All yeah,
5: right. Duh. That's his favorite <laughs> little thing. little
4: slight region. <laughs> all right.
8: Um, all right. Let's, let's, Everybody loves
5: point. snorkeling classes. Great show,
8: by the way. Great show today. I don't know how many times I could fucking call in <laughs> without getting annoying. <laughs> but uh, He's having a, a good time, brother. Really? That boy could be running fourth and one fucking stunts like Lamar Jackson all day long. And uh, those fourth and one problems we'd have wouldn't be a problem no more. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad about that at all. And and really that would be like really the whole situation of alignment, anyways, to be able to control the fucking short down or just control the line. So if we had a Lamar Jackson there on the rookie contract running in there every fourth and one, third and one, and we become that that football team that don't really use fourth downs for special teams fucking to be some serious shit when you have to give uh some real fucking brownie points to the homie rule for one game like that so it all matters how far it was
4: um yeah thanks for the calls guys a lot of calls for offensive linemen i'm trying to think of mccorkle like what McCorkle makes me think of. Like, wait until if he turns out to be great, he's gonna like in San Francisco, he's gonna come out with his own brand of McCorkle weed. The chat room
5: <laughs> is fun. Uh, Ch- uh, Chuck says, "Welcome to McDonald's, man. Take your order. <laughs> yes, I'll have the large McCorkle, please."
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, what about
4: this? Have you seen? Uh, have you seen Zach uh, Wilson doing all the like? He now he does the. He's got a bowl named after him at Chipotle. No, no. he tweeted out a Chipotle ad. So, um, like, imagine if you went into Chipotle and they named it, you know, you could get the Zach Wilson or the McCorkle Jones. (laughs) 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 I'll take the McCorkle bowl, please. (laughs) Uh, Um, All right, uh, let's see. Dude, oh,
5: I've um, actually gone through all the calls, and it's only eleven thirty-five.
4: Dude, I'm not taking anymore. They're done. We're done with the call. We because might I actually gotta...
5: get out of here on time. Maybe.
4: First of all, we got out last week. You know, you had to go get your teeth worked yeah, on. Pulled. This is not fun. We got out of here at like eleven fifteen. It was like the earliest show we ever had. It was crazy. It was yeah, we good. good, good.
2: Um, it was good.
4: I did have a, a couple oh, of last it's things.
5: Good when I leave, huh? It was and good. I see yeah. How it is.
2: It was definitely good. Um, oh, Better.
4: This I did see I saw a tweet or not a tweet I saw a report that Scott Fitter said there is a quarterback they loved in this class.
2: And that's all he says.
4: Right. Um but the reason I bring it up is thinking about that is you know who is that guy? Is it Fields or, or is it some of these other names? Uh, look is uh Kellen Mond? And there's been some other names that, you know, um, I felt like Rule liked a lot. Some guys at the Senior Bowl or something.
2: Mac Jones. John. He liked Mac Jones. I don't
4: know who that is. Who's that? Never
2: McCorkle heard of Jones. I'm sorry. Oh, he liked now that guy. He liked I've McCorkle.
5: McCorkle. <laughs> I'm so happy I told y'all about that. Oh, <laughs> uh,
2: that's such a good thing. Um, oh, by hey, the way, what do, you, uh, what do you think he names his penis?
5: Oh, McCorkle.
2: His big oh, <laughs> <my purkle.
5: laughs> or <murkakal.
4: laughs> Oh gosh. Um, okay. Ugh. That one went that one went too far. All right, I not want to let's do a little uh is that like Barry McCaughnner? Uh <laughs> gosh, yuck. All right, going too far. Here I got this. Hold on, hold on. I got where is my sticky note at? All right. Okay. So what we're going to do here is real quick. I wanted to think about some of our past uh, draft picks and just think about this is kind of here is I went through and I picked when I thought were our best offensive players we've ever had ever drafted. The number to the side right here was the round they were picked in. All right. So what I want us to do is put these in order of the greatest offensive draft pick that the Panthers have made to the least great, right? Best, oh. to least, and I think oh. this one is actually an easy. I think this is an easy list for me. The offense. Can I give you my
5: list first, just because I know everyone's gonna fucking hate it. And not like what no. I said. Okay, so are we ranking them one through like what? How many do you have there? Eight? There's
4: one,
5: two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right, one. I'm sorry, dude. I'm going Cam Newton, and Cam Newton right. is this for this me number Cody. one. This is Cody. Yeah, Uh number two for me is Steve Smith. Um, number three, I'd actually go Musa Muhammad. Uh, number four. I would go Christian McCaffrey. Then I would say Jonathan Stewart.
2: Gross.
5: Then I'll say Gross, and then I'll say Williams. It was tough between Gross and Stewart.
4: But. Are there any names in chat room that you feel like should have been on the offensive draft picks? And I'm going to do this is I am going to flip-flop these right here. I think Steve Smith is number one. If I'm going to do this list, I'm putting Steve Smith number one. Yeah, I'm doing Cam Newton number two. Here's the reason for it. All right? And this is hard. Look, I think Cam Newton is one of the most probably – He's my favorite, one of my favorite players ever ever played for Carolina Panthers, but one is Steve Smith had a longer career. Two, I think this is you get bonus points if you turn out to be in the argument for the greatest player in team history, and your third round undersized dude who just could have been one of the greatest if he would have been on better teams at point. He would have been, he could have been even better. He was a triple crown winner, right? So he got the most yards, touchdowns, and receptions in a season. That's insane. Um, he did that with Jake DeLone. you know, and that, um, but not to, and Jake DeLone was pretty good in some ways, but I think this, the third round pick and the longevity of his career, I think can probably should put him to number one here, but it is close. Cam
2: Newton, a number two. Um, I would put Moussa Muhammad, I would put him at the bottom. I like him as a player, but I don't think he was. As he impactful. had a
4: ton of let me just look up his stats real he quick. He
2: was, but like when I look at the impact that these players have, like he was never considered like the in the top five receivers in the NFL, right? Like uh, he was never done. Like Christian McCaffrey was always done that. Uh, Steve Smith has done that. Gross has been in the top five conversation of left tackles while he was doing his thing. Um I would put him so the, he I had also, one,
4: two, three 1, yard seasons mm-hmm. um, for the Panthers. He had sixty-two career receiving touchdowns. He got fourteen hundred yards in that two thousand and four season. Yep. Yeah. I think I, I agree with you for this. Is you know what I would say is that he wasn't ever he wasn't <clears throat> the best receiver on the field. No. You know, Smitty was at the yeah. time. So I can.
2: All right, so you want to put him? You want to put him underneath William uh, D'Angelo Williams? I mean, I think Ooh. here's the problem I have. Like, here's where I would tweak this. Number one, I thought D'Angelo Williams was a better running back than Jonathan Stewart. I like that. I, I, I'm not going to fight you on that. I'm not, <laughs> to fight you. I Williams would put him ahead just, of
4: Jonathan Stewart too.
2: Yeah. See, we, we, I'm
5: a, I'm a petted bitch. And I know, after, I know that's after, why. After, yeah. After all the shit that D'Angelo Williams has said and done I know, Dude, just fuck
2: him I, can't. I, know. I know trust me I'm I'm right there with you I don't like the idea of bringing him higher under this list but it is re- like for what he was as a running back he was definitely better than, D- uh, than Jonathan Stewart I also would say Gross was more important than both Stewart and D'Angelo Williams so I might put Muhammad under Gross and then put D'Angelo Williams and, and Jonathan Stewart down at the bottom of that list
5: I feel like I might be too low on Jonathan Stewart, dude. Jonathan Stewart has the most rushing yards of any Panthers running back ever.
2: But the problem is, is look at the history of running backs. Like, I mean, we've had good running backs, but we've never had running backs.
4: I don't think he. I don't think he has more than. Yes, he did.
5: He passed D'Angelo Williams.
2: But again, you got to remember that was over a a longer career.
4: No, there was this one at one point. D'Angelo Williams had. The most 70 or it was tied for the most 70 yard rush, 70 plus rushes, yards rushing, like one one play. Yeah, yeah. Big chunk play. Like in the history of football at one point. I agree. I like that. I think this is it's kind of hard for Jordan Gross to stick out on this list. I know this isn't like look, I'm using sticky notes. I know this isn't the best way. I'm gonna go Steve Smith, Cam Newton. Um, I think Christian McCaffrey is kind of at the th- three, four it's, range. Yeah. Is in my like, opinion, two, it's, it's one
2: more season. Yeah. It's, it's Jordan gross or Christian McCaffrey at three. Like it's it, Jordan gross was so such an incredible left tackle for us over his tenure here. Um, It's so hard for me to say he goes anywhere else other than that, that position. It was so hard. It's as we know now, it's so hard to find a left tackle. And he was a, a staple on this offense for so long.
5: Bro. Y'all really right, not, don't want to hear what I say about this next group.
4: All
2: right.
5: The, do y'all really uh, not gonna like me?
4: Oh gosh, what do you mean? Yeah, because you're not gonna give Pep any love and then and then we're gonna go. No, say I am, but it. I'm gonna yeah. give it All to right.
11: the players. All right. Um higher.
4: let's see, let's rank uh defensive draft picks in the history of the Carolina Panthers. Right now, your choices listeners in the chat room as well, and you get to also throw in any names, um names that we uh, we um, could potentially make this list. But here, for the listeners, this is your choices. Right now, Julius Peppers, Luke Keekley, Mike Minner, Dan Morgan, Chris Jenkins, Thomas Davis, Chris Gamble, Mike Rucker are the names I've got on the greatest defensive players drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Um, go ahead, Cody. You said we're not going to love it. Well,
5: all right. So for me, Luke Keekley is number one. I mean, I think okay. that guy is a Hall of Famer just in the nine years that he played here, what, eight or nine years. Um, then, and look, I'm, the, I'm willing to do shit different, and I just don't give a damn. Number two, I'm going Thomas Davis, man. That one-two punch in the linebacker core, dude, I love Thomas Davis. I do and, too. I mean, look, Lou Kickley and Thomas Davis defined my love Of Panthers defense, right? I know that's not the popular answer, but I love me some Thomas Davis. Then I'll go Julius Peppers, number three. Then I will go, um, Dan Morgan probably wasn't on the team enough. I'll say Chris Gamble, uh, number four. Then I will say Dan Morgan. Then I will say Chris Jenkins. Then Mike Rucker, then Mike Mentor.
2: Mm. Your thoughts, CK? Oh, number I one, I'm, I'm fine that. with Luke. Like me me and Cody have, have had this discussion with uh, with Tony about the greatest defensive player in, in, in Carolina Panthers history. And, you know, we want to pull up Julius Pepper's stats as a career, you know, uh, career sacks and everything like that. But the problem is he made a decision to leave the Panthers and spent the majority of his career elsewhere. So yeah. I don't think it's fair to say he's the one of the great, he had a great first five years four years, whatever it was. Um, but he left. And so, and then he came back and he was a fraction of the human that he was when he was here for that first, you know, so Luke Truth. has, has contributed more on the front for the Carolina Panthers in that respect. So I like Luke number one. Um, I think uh, we have, this is, it's so hard because I love a lot of these players um, I'll give, I'll give some love to peppers at number two. I'll give him number two love right there. Um, Dan Morgan was an all around better linebacker than Thomas Davis. He just didn't have the same longevity due to injury. Um, so we have that issue, but I'm so because of that, just because of the reason I put Luke up, num- up top, I'm going to put Thomas Davis at three. Um, I'm going to put Chris Gamble at four. Dan Morgan at five. Mike Rucker at six. Jenkins at seven. Ah, I don't know. Maybe Mike Mentor at seven and Jenkins at eight. I don't know. That's, that's, I'll, oh, I'll stick with that. <laughs>
4: okay. Um, all
5: right. wise one. Give us the definitive list.
4: I want to just look up a couple of things. You, you know, uh, Keekly was all pro. First team all pro more than any player. Exactly. Yeah. He uh so um 2012. Look, I'm gonna say this is I just I'm gonna say that Julius Peppers is number one. And now I will give you an argument. Like if you're gonna not like him because he didn't play his if you if him not playing his entire career in Carolina um excludes him from being number one then we got to revisit like what we're trying to do, ranking the greatest uh, draft picks, right? Um, I do understand your argument as Luke Kuechly gets that all first team, all pro is like five of them. Pep only had one, two, (laughs) three, three of them, right? Uh, But look, is this, is that Peppers was on a different level, dude, of players. And for those six years, two, three, four, five, six seven eight and nine so he played for carolina for eight years before he left he had um i bet he had just as many as inner look at this as he's had 11 career interceptions luke keekley has had where is
2: his But oh, you're looking at his career like we're talking about the greatest panthers yeah panthers. that can't if be right
4: he has
2: like the that,
4: Panthers, Yeah, we're talking 18. about the greatest. Panthers he had 18, but he's a defensive end who had 16 interceptions, like, dude. But guess Julius what? Peppers finished his career. No, but as a draft pick, dude, listen to this. His first year, he came in and played only 12 games, dude. And he, was he incredible. had five forced fumbles. He had six pass defended. He had an interception, and he had 12 sacks in 12 games. He had 11 sacks in 04, 10 and a half in 05, 13. Right? This dude was just dominant. I understand. All right. So I give you this is that if you want to put Luke Keekley as the greatest defensive draft pick, I won't go crazy, crazy, but I'm going to go Peppers Keekley. And then it's going to this gets tough here. It's tougher is after that, this.
2: Like if the margin of difference yeah. between these guys are so small, like it's just.
4: Um, I think I'm I think I like Mike Mentor here. Yeah. At, oh, yeah uh, no, uh, Minter was no so good, bro.
5: Thomas Davis, man. Thomas Davis know. was good, but he For wasn't Thomas he was, Davis was instrumental to our most vicious defenses.
2: He he was very good, but again, like on by himself without a top without a Luke, he was never like he was still good. Don't get me wrong, I don't want to shit on Thomas Davis. But the reality is, number one, he was drafted as a safety. He was never an elite safety. I just want to
4: give you this one stat is that Mike Minner had 125 tackles in 2000. (laughs) Holy shit. That's a fucking
8: 125
4: combined tackles. So I like Mike Minner here. Then I go Thomas Davis. Then I'm going to go Chris Jenkins. Chris Gamble, Mike Rucker, Dan Morgan. That's my order.
6: Okay.
4: Uh, Mentor, because he's our best safety we've ever had. Julius Peppers, he's our best defensive we've e- and we've ever had. Luke Keekley's the best linebacker we've ever had, period. And Chris Gamble's the best corner we've ever had. By the way, a lot
5: of love for uh, Beason in the chat room, who people think he should have included.
4: You know, and which is real, you know, um, Beeson, with, with the fun part about Thomas. Uh, Don. Um, not Thomas Davis. Uh, John. John Beeson, thank you, is that uh, John Beeson was head and shoulders the better linebacker above Thomas Davis until th- the Thomas Davis comeback. The irony of all of this was is that Thomas Davis was the fragile one. And John Beeson was this dude that was like basically Luke keekley before Luke keekley and then, all of a sudden, it flip flop. Thomas Davis becomes durable for the next four years, and John Beeson gets hurt, and we drafted Luke Kuechly, and that's all she wrote. Yeah. Um, all right, so I did put this. The last category right here is busts. The biggest bust um, in Carolina history, and uh, I think this is there's only one number two up here. Where'd you, where'd you um, put... I, where you got where you got Vernon Butler on? Oh, he's on the uh notable list. Oh. This is the notable list. Right? Because they're not top, top draft picks. Vernon Butler was a one but a late uh, one. First I guess round. So. Ever Brown was a t- second round pick. Frank Alexander was a fourth. Joe Adams was like a fourth or a fifth. And Ar- Armani Edwards is another third or some fourth or something like this. But I think this is that we should probably all say consensus bust is Ray Carruth number 1. I think murder yes. yeah, your yeah. you know, hire murder for hire puts you at number 1 bust and he was actually killing it as a oh, did not mean to do that. Oh. He was sli- ooh, nope. <laughs> he was, uh he was doing pretty well in his rookie years and then all of a sudden um he fell off uh, or not fell off. Uh he had, he went to prison. Um number two. Did
2: you put Calvin Benjamin on that notable?
4: Mm, no, he's on the full list. Yeah, yeah. He should he's gonna be, on the be full, thank yeah. you. Yeah, he's gotta be up here. And I think that he's gonna be at the bottom of the list because he did have one good season. So I think that he is not up here at the top. i yeah. I mean, Ray Cruz to me is a consensus. I think Chris Winky and Dwayne Dwayne Jarrett might have been a second round pick, actually. Um Jason Peter is a giant was a giant bust, and he turned into a drug addict on the team. He was a first round uh defensive end from Nebraska in '99. That was supposed to be awesome. Fantastic interview I did with him on the uh on you can find on Carolina Cat dot com. Where's that cat now? Um with Jason Peter. I spoke with him over an hour and a half about his book and his experience, Hero of the Underground. It's an awesome read. It's a scary read. It is a really candid look into what happened in this dude's life, which was awful. But he was slated to be a great football player, never had injury before he got to the NFL, got a back injury, and then got hooked on everything to the point he was eating 70 Oxycontin a day. It's It's wild. That so, bet. I guess I'm going to put um Where do you think he goes? Yeah, I think that all right, so I'll put him at the two spot. I'll put Chris Winky at the three spot.
2: I wouldn't put, put, put Bianca Batuka um I wouldn't put him. I'd put him near the bottom with Calvin. I agree.
4: <laughs> so, if we did this, if we were just arranging them in order, it's going to be somewhere I mean, he probably here to be honest. Yeah. Um, hey. I think you move Caruth to the one hole. Yeah.
5: But like, my thing is this: like, R- Carruth is more than a bust. He was just a fucking piece of shit. Like, you know, like bust oh, to me man. when when I hear bust. Like, okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. You all know. Well, isn't fan. that my- what you're
4: gonna say about Kevin Benjamin too? He was he was uh, he was just a fat fuck.
5: Well, okay, but he also didn't arrange a, a hit on a woman that had his fucking unborn child in her stomach, you know? Like, to me, he's not even a bust. He's just terrible. Uh, you know, that could, have, you know... Uh, that, but I that's would say like, it's a bust dude. on
2: that front. Like, it's a bust. We spent a first-round draft pick on a guy who ended up not doing shit for our organization.
5: But, like, is Aaron Hernandez a bust? For yeah. was he okay? So, like, like, but he was like, also
4: not a first, was if he was a first,
5: but he was also a good player. See, you're gonna have to tell me this like, was Ray Carruth ever a good player? Because, yes. just straight up, I, I have no fucking memory of this dude. Well, because you football. were
4: barely even born, dude. Uh, <laughs> this is a love setting that I was barely born, Ray I've Carruth won. was all oh, these stupid Charlotte Observer. Ray Carruth was. Oh, he was only a number 27th overall. So, um, let me see. And, and he did have a good rookie year. Hold on. I'm looking it up, looking it up. Come on, baby. Look, I'll say this. You guys are more of the
5: historians than me. I'll just say it to you like this. Red Carruth, outside of him just being a piece of shit, um, I will always have Kelvin Benjamin as the number one bust that the Carolina Panthers have ever drafted because that's uh,
2: recency bias, though. Well,
5: well, no, it's not just recency bias. It's because he uh, it essentially ended the the prime of the best Panther player that we've ever had in Cam Newton. Like people, I will remember this till the day that I fucking die. It was in the end zone. Cam Newton threw up a jump ball. Kelvin Benjamin would not go for it at all. The ball gets intercepted. Cam Newton runs all the way back down uh, to try and save the play and ends up landing bad on his fucking shoulder. And that's what caused Cam Newton's injuries uh from then on out. So it's like that was the I, end but of yeah. my favorite player's time in Carolina because of the laziness of that fucking dude.
2: Well so, to be to be fair, I, I, I again that's your your argument yard season as well. Then like at that exact same arguments, the exact same argument we're making for Ray Carruth. Like you're saying that because he did these other things, he just didn't play well. He had a good first season. I mean, we got to remember that. I mean, we were all up in arms about him. He was coming back. We were super thrilled about his 2015 and then he got hurt and then we were kind of devastated at that point. We had nothing like, I mean, we loved him after his first year. Like, we loved him. Like, his highlight reel was unreal. Um, but... Ray Carruth's most yards in the season,
4: well, he only played three seasons, 545 yards So rookie bust. season. I would remind that in 1997, that was a lot. Four touchdowns for a rookie for a slight slim build. He was fast. I, I will, I will uh, accept moving Kelvin Benjamin up the list some. Um, yeah. I mean but I don't like him the as a fact player. That he like, had a good season. He had one very good season.
2: to his rookie year, we had I over a thousand yards. He had a, he, he was over a thousand yards, but it, like his biggest thing was his highlights looked awesome. Like he was he was Randy Moss and people left and right. Um but um, other than that, like he was he was only having to do that because he couldn't run his routes. So like I wouldn't even say he had an incredible season. I just think he he benefited from a a quarterback that could get the ball over top of defender's heads.
4: Yeah. All right, um, for me, number one bust. I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to put this as my number one bust, and that is Chris Winky. Yeah. We drafted him because he won the Heisman. He was 30 years old when we drafted him, you know, to be a quarterback, and he could not throw it more than eight yards. You want to talk about you? We make fun of Teddy Bridgewater's arm. T- Chris Winkie's <laughs> was awful. Uh, he got beat out. He was 30 years old in a rookie. He got beat out by a 40 year old Rodney Pete. How does that even happen? Like you look young. Rodney Pete made you look young, and you still got beat. I will not accept Jeff Otah as a bust. He was a good player that got hobbled by a foot injury. So is that? Uh, and that's I think still a
5: bust. If you get if you, if injuries derail your career, that's still a bust to me.
4: Well, then, okay. Then Timbiaka Batuka goes on that list as well. Uh, here were notable mentions for Buss. Uh, I was trying to think of some players that I hated. Uh, people hate Everett Brown. I don't think that's fair because they blame because we traded up for Ota the year before and we didn't have a second, a first-round pick and then we picked Everett Brown and he didn't work out. Right? Is yeah, I think that's that a made, little bit unfair.
2: Yeah, he was a second-round right? pick. That, that had everybody acts like him. he
4: was a first-round pick and he wasn't. Um, Frank Alexander was a beast. Uh, um, what is it? Chocolate Wonderland on Twitter. My um, is is Willie P is that he always loved Frank Alexander and then remember he got he was smoking the weed, he just was he just kind of sucked, like as in working in camp. Oh, here's another one.
5: I mean, that wasn't really another
4: second-round pick, so I don't want to go crazy. Like, so I'm not. Yeah, gonna, but my I'm, man was damn near a
5: Super Bowl MVP.
4: Well, you can say damn this near is a Super that, Bowl MVP. That Kelvin. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, he was. So I think that's why it puts look Armani. Um, uh, Armani Edwards. I think Vernon Butler would be uh, really on this part of the list right here mm-hmm. if yeah. he. If if he didn't find a spot in Buffalo and seemed to be still finding a way to salvage his career, Greg Hardy's another uh, another notable up here. David Geddes, uh, he was the sixth-round pick, though. That's a good like reference. I mean, is that man? He could have been great. We looked uh, like he was another guy. He had no hamstrings, no hands. I think Dwayne Jarrett is one of those. He turned out to be. So dumb. Like, I mean, he's like the dumbest player in the history of Carolina. Um. So.
5: I, oh, I, I think Vernon, but, Vernon Butler is a name that, uh,
4: you know. Uh,
2: Deserves to be up top.
5: Yeah, well, the, the fact that Dave Gettleman drafted him against his own rules, like you're supposed to not never shop hungry, don't go into the draft, just saying, oh, I have this one need and I have to fill that need. And that's exactly what Vernon Butler was at no, that time. No, we didn't have any. Yeah. Then. We had we, no, that was, and KK. Right. But if you remember the context of that, we hadn't yet signed uh, uh, K1 Short to an extension. And we didn't know if we were going to. So Dave Gettleman essentially drafted Vernon Butler as an insurance policy in case we didn't re sign KK Short.
4: All right. Uh, let's do our quick dive into the Discord section of the show. Look, you can go... Well, hey, my and- headset's
5: about to die, so I'm probably going to jump off here because I'm not going to be able to hear you anyway. I'm just going to say real quick, my ice up is to McCorkle <laughs> because that okay. name because that name is just too good for me to not ice uh, <laughs> But All right. Later, boys. Peace and love. Right, man. Find, me on, right. find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Final draft on draft Day tomorrow check me out
4: later boys Peace. so guys take it easy man thanks for being a great part of the show and don't forget uh to follow um uh, cody's work um at cody lash on twitter and he's got all the stuff coming up for his draft tech now look discord for and, and somebody i think it was J Dub who was making fun of my age saying i pulled out the dang uh vinyls and my kids my my you know what kids today if i pull if you pull out some vinyls you yeah, gotta be cool man you'd be like hey you got some <laughs> i know it's a little swag, different right um but so some things is that this is a live chat room that's rolling on there's a cool uh, mobile app and what we did is is we created a space where panther fans can come up here and chat with other panther fans about anything uh panther related so what the name of the text channel is, is Carolina Panthers chat. You can find the C3 Panthers podcast server, right? And you can find all of this stuff. And man, look, I'll have people call me up and they say, look, it's like, hey, we'll get in the voice channel and just start talking when news breaks. Right. Right. They'll just hit me up and then people can just jump in. Anyway, deep dive into what was it? What well, actually, what was your suggestion? Uh, diving into the discord. Dive into the Discord. Here it is. Panther fans, we're interested in this CBS Sports um, picture right here. It says the best and worst teams at drafting all pros. And the Carolina Panthers are tied for first in league history with all pros. Luke Luke Keekly uh, is... I wonder if they count, is it individual players? It can't be how many times they were all pros. So Luke Keekly is one of these... Julius Peppers, Steve Smith, I know is going to be Cam. on that list. Cam Newton's going to be 12 players in the Panthers' short history as a franchise um, have been all pros. And then the interesting thing is look, as Mile High Panther says, basically, people started talking about Marty Herney is look, is that how can we not have a better success rate as a franchise? And have that many all pros. So immediately people started asking about, uh, look, if we go down the, the discord things that we talked about tonight, the Falcons entertaining trade offers uh, for Julio Jones, potentially. Uh, so you can go to this discord right here and keep up with the latest Panthers news and opinions as it break. in. look, Drew L. jumped in there today at 215 and put up this story about the Patriots and the Panthers. Uh, working on this uh, potential trade. So this Discord is where it's at. And one thing I did not get to ask Cody about is it's thought about the Orlando Brown trade to Kansas City. What does that tell us about the draft class? We'd love for you guys to jump in there into the Discord and be a part of our ongoing conversation the other thing is this, is that when you go into the Discord, you can do this on mobile. You can do this on pretty much any device, your computer and stuff like this. And uh, what you're going to do is this, is look, K. Lude put up his top 10. Number one, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Penny Sewell, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Rashawn Slater, Devontae Smith, Patrick Sertain. Look, these are people who have already entered the draft night contest. This is one way of you putting in an entry For that, what we're going to do is get like keep up with who got the most picks, and the tiebreaker is the order, right? So, uh, pretty cool. Dive into the Discord now. Uh, CK, do you got a nice up pick for us tonight?
2: I mean, I at this point in time, I just don't know how you do anything other than McCorkle, McCorkle, like McCorkle, McCorkle Jones. I'm sorry, you got a ice up because that's now gonna be. You're you're never going to be able to go by Mac Jones anymore because nobody on the Internet, on any forums, on any social media will ever be able to go by anything other than McCorkle anymore. I'm sorry. It's done. You're you're McCorkle Jones. And I'm sorry you're having to deal with that. Ice up. Um I had a couple of interesting
4: ice up picks. I feel like myself could just be the ice up pick every week. And and if you lived my life, you would understand that. Yeah. Um my ice up pick is this is uh getting frustrated with um buying shit and uh taking care of shit that I should be blessed about. Right. And and what I mean by that is I got this beautiful home. We got this big project going on that's probably going to bankrupt us. that my wife is founding on putting in a pool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to bankrupt us. But um, I'm always worrying about the loot and this and that and get mad about stuff. Well, I've been cutting down these trees in my yard. In fact, one of the reasons I haven't had any guests lined up this week and one and a little bit behind when it comes to planning out some of the things for the draft party is I've been working my ass off for things around the house, getting it ready. Yeah, and uh, over the past week and a half, I've cut down six trees, All right. and these trees are—they're not the giantest trees, like—but I have. If you come to my yard, we got—we've taken out fifteen trees or sixteen trees total since we've moved into this house six years ago. Some of these motherfuckers cost over a thousand dollars a piece to get the professionals to come in. So I cut down six trees, one of them probably being about, like, 30 feet tall, right? I mean, they're kind of big. They're a big – it's a big process. Mm -hmm. I've effed up these chainsaws like crazy. I've destroyed my father-in-law's chainsaw. Then I went and tried to fix it, get all these blades. I've wasted all this money on it. Should have just gone out and bought this big mamma jamma. So I go out and buy this big Mama jamma dam four hundred fifty dollar chainsaw and within 15 minutes the thing is fucked up beyond belief i was so pissed and so infuriated i mean i was like losing my shit you know what i'm saying like i went from being angry to depressed to like fucking ready to take my shotgun and shoot this mug Mm -hmm. all of these things i hate these small anyway um i was able to sleep on it take a break get some advice. The guy at the place helped me. I worked through it. I worked through my anger issues and I cut down another 25 foot tree today. Had some problems again. Took a deep breath. So what I'm icing up this is I'm icing up the immediate frustration in the midst of plenty. And you know, like I got all this wonderful shit and I'm complaining about my $450 chainsaw. Yeah. That, that I will uh, have to pay over. Like I will probably I did charge it. So anyway. So Ice up, uh Ice Up, ice up first world problems. First world um, problems, right? How is uh, the streaming coming along? You look del- you look wonderful in this 3D world you live in. Do you love it? You like it? It's pretty, it's pretty nice. Your camera work is pretty top-notch.
2: Um, did you see the picture I put on Twitter? Oh, no. that, that I took of my son. This camera's insane, bro.
4: Oh, it's uh, so that's from the camera.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really nice. But yeah, I love it, man. It's it's fun. It's nice to be able to do that. I'm gonna make some like movies. <laughs> I'm uh, working on like doing cinematic stuff with it now. I'm gonna try to do like little things. And I would honestly, um, and this is gonna take some planning, but I would love to be able to get us together and do like film, and then actually create a proper like intro video yes for the show and like have it be like that b-roll where like we're all hanging out and i just take videos of us like you guys might be talking and chatting and laughing or something like that or 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 something along those lines just you know just some cool stuff that i hopefully we can we can put together but that's going to take some planning to get us all together to do that
4: yeah i love it i love it all right uh looking great where can they find your work at
2: uh, you can find me pretty much on all social media platforms, Codizzle Allen or Codizzle underscore Allen. Just depends. Um, just Not many people have Codizzle Allen as a tag, so you're going to be able to find me one way or another. But uh, yeah, you guys, uh, go give me a follow. Adam Sanders says we're doing this at
4: the Patriots game, and I agree. That's one place we will be doing this in. and continue. We'll, we'll continue to try to catch up with trends. We got CK, who's the trendsetter when it comes to Keeping up with like the internet quality, my ass would do this over walkie talkies if I had to. <laughs> Every Tuesday night, I'm I'm CB radioing in to Chuck from Elizabeth City. Thank you, J Dub. I'm pretty sure J Dub's from like Ohio area. Thank you, yep. Jake the Snake. Fu. Thank you, Tim Estes. You got it. The pool party's at my house. It's almost there, but two and a half weeks away uh blake bettis you know all the usual suspects wish 94 to um g baby to who else did we get we had qt0 a lot of so many look i know i miss y'all tar tar hill in the chat he's a big part of the of the discord So if I missed you, it's not because I did it on purpose. It's because it's 12, 15 at night. And we got to get out of here. We got to get some rest because the draft is going to be here in no time. And we'll be live breaking it down. And we expect you to be here. We hope you're here. Smash the thumbs up button. Tell a friend about the show. And tell them about this party on Thursday night. Until then, keep pounding.
12: Keep pounding.